Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 207. Uh, what is the week? January 21st, 2012. I'm your host, Chris Rivetier, here with a bunch of people from RPG Gamer. First off, we've got Michael Tidwell, who I can't think up of anything nice to say. Wow. That's even worse than the last intro. Yeah, I know. This is an intro now, instead of a dead, I'm just not even a nice guy. You're not even a nice guy. Uh, so we've got John Yerworth, our wonderful British consultant, and um, let's see, mage player extraordinaire, apparently. Um, yeah, something like that. Apparently, I'm apparently I'm Ron from Harry Potter, though. Oh, you're what? Oh, you're Ron. That Ron. makes sense. Is that yeah. just because you're British? I am. I think so. Maybe. I, I don't. Right, I thought most no of the characters in Harry Potter were British, but no, it's because you're the the kind of quirky sidekick kind of mage. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Mm. Uh, and finally, we've got Emmanuel Marino, who is our most well loved and well respected person on the show. Pshaw to you. Pshaw. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, once you're in the hole, you can't get out. <laughs> All right, so no. <laughs> uh, that's intro round that two, me. and you will not hear intro round one. So moving on to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to some feedback for the week. What do we got here? Uh, oh, we got some letters uh, and some uh, forum posts. So first off from Hiffy Kezzy, he wanted to let us know that in recent in past podcasts, I talked about Dark Souls. And uh, Chris, you said you were playing on PS3, but on the off chance you're playing on 360, I'd like to escort you through the game and show you the sights. Unfortunately, Hiffy, I was playing on PS3. So um, sadly, unless some very, very bored PS3 player wants to do the same thing, I'm kind of out of luck on that. But thanks for the offer. That sounds fun. He was going to take me touring. Like a vacation in um in Dark Souls, <laughs> you know, like you do. <laughs> Who would you buy vacation property in? Uh, uh, what's the name of the land in Dark Souls? I don't even know. In that area, I I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Second Life has taught me one very valuable thing: yes. never buy digital real estate. Never at all. Okay, <laughs> that's probably good advice. All right, so Katia Lan also wrote in and said, if you're looking at current anime, we were talking about anime last week and um, the wonderfully generic-looking Sky Girls. It says, if you're looking at current anime series and having trouble finding a show that stands out, then you're seeing the results of a phenomenon known as pandering to the base. This phenomenon can happen in just about every type and style of medium, as the link above will, approve, will prove. This is what happens when companies rely more and more on existing fans in order to make money. So... That's Apparently, anime is too. doomed because of pandering. Is that is that true, John? Nah, I don't think so. They've been doing it for years. <laughs> There's plenty of room for panning shows and non-pandering shows. Is that the is that the? Yeah, generally, generally, yeah. Ah, can't speak to that. All right. I I think I just uh, it was a particular anime he mentioned in the in the rest of that forum post that I just basically said yeah that's on my list of thoroughly depressing things that I never ever want to watch ever. <laughs> Got it. Like no, I mean no, seriously, do not watch Bokurano if you want to be happy because you won't be. <laughs> it's seriously depressing. True. And maybe not quite great. Maybe not quite grave of the fireflies depressing, but yeah. But isn't that depressing in a good way? Yeah, right. at least that one's at least that one's trying to, you know, tell make a, a point. Make a point. Uh, point well, where Grave of the Fireflies is point well made, and it's generally, it, I think it's more sad than depressing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, Bokarano is just 
I've been scared to watch Grave of the Fireflies because I keep hearing that about it. I need to do that at some point, but... Don't you always say you want to be challenged, Chris? I don't know if I say that. If I do, I'm probably a liar. (laughs) 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 Depressing media, I found that, like, you know, I watched, like, End of Evangelion and, like, the action, you know, they wrapped up the series of Evangelion, watch all that stuff over the course of a weekend in 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 college, and I felt fricked up the entire weekend, and I hated it. It was just a terrible series, or a terrible feeling, rather. And I don't know, I, I don't like, I've always been wary of crazy emotional anime because it could do that sort of stuff, so I don't know. But does that mean it's actually good and effective? It accomplishes mission? Yeah, but do I want that effect? It's like drugs are effective, too. That doesn't mean they're good for you, right? There you go. Then I guess you want the pandering. <laughs> Sky Girls is the show for you, then. Ah! I, oh, Isn't there the, anything the in the middle? <laughs> Well, the no. curious thing is, is when, when mentioning something like that is, technically it does still fall into a category. Uh, it, can something really be considered generic if it still falls into a number of categories? Well, you can get a generic hamburger. It falls into the hamburger category and the fast food category. Uh, I, I guess maybe it's the intent of the, of the creator. If, you get, if you're completely cynical and just want to create a cash-in show because, you know, these three, if I do these three things, I'll hit these three demographics. Or like you know what I want to do, or you say I want to I want to do a sci-fi show, but I want to kind of do it my way, even if it fits into these sort of like Firefly. It's a western, it's a sci-fi show, but there was enough personality and what Josh Whedon wanted to do with it that it became something in its own. Hmm. <laughs> Not very. Generic. Apparently, we've sent Mikael to sleep. Uh, yes, we did. <laughs> but we've solved Oops. everything. Uh, oh, <clears throat> Caddyland also mentions solved. Anything. We solved everything. He also mentions if you're looking for non-licensed video games which resemble specific anime series is what he thinks I was asking about last week. But uh, it is not. I was looking for um, video games that were anime inspired. So that style of cutscenes, that style of music, that style of storytelling. Um, kind of episodic, episodic. No, episodic storytelling Bayonetta. with uh, overarching story elements and character development. You know, that sort of stuff. Whatever. But we'd talked about it on the show in the past. I just need to like dig up the old forum threads or never even gave it suggestions for stuff like that. I think they suggested things like Trails in the Sky and whatnot. So they're out there. They're probably sitting on my shelf. I just need to play them. Chris, nothing will ever be better than Ava. Nothing ever. Then, then what? Ava? Evangelion. Nothing oh, Evangelion. will ever be better. Oh, no. I'm sure plenty of things can be better than Evangelion. No, 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 no. Dude, nothing will ever be better. No. Um... But there already, already is something better than Evangelion. Yeah. Um, the remake of Evangelion. The remake. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> Does it make sense yet? Uh, I don't know. I have. The, I bought the Blu-ray for the first one really cheap. I should watch it, see if it's any better. Have you seen it? it? Is, I think, but yeah, personally, have I've I seen, seen both the current one, and I think it is. Well, the thing is, they're Evangelion. not up to the point in the story where everything falls apart and goes insane. Uh, um, uh, that was like yeah, episode twenty-two, one, right? Watch the second one first. Watch the second one first? No, 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 sorry. Watch the second one first before you make comments like oh, that. Oh, okay. I thought, like, the the original series, I mean, you were halfway through before things really went off the deep end. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I, I think more it, it, than halfway it, through. 2.22 goes off the deep end in two, in two ways. One, it completely deviates from the plot of the TV show. Hmm. And the other one is, uh, well, yeah, it's all gone a bit pear-shaped, really. Okay. Yeah, like... 
like that world can get any more messed up. <laughs> I like well, that Well, there's the subtle, the subtle implications that the 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 the, 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 the kind of the universe that the remake takes place in is actually linked in some fashion to the universe that the oh, TV series placed in. They found a way. <laughs> Oh, uh, the the guys who wrote Super Robot Wars have been doing it for ages. Mm. That's when, um, ever since uh, the incarnation of, uh, you know, Koru and um, Evangelion. All right, the so... Really creepy white-haired guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's when he starts making references to ha- events that happened in a completely separate Super Robot Wars game to things get really strange. <laughs> All right, so Manny linked a comment here. Am I supposed to read this? Oh, no, that was just for you. But if you'd like to read it, it it'd looks... be, I would get much joy out of it. I don't, okay, so this is on the <laughs> subject of anime. How good is Regarding How Good Is This Anime by Eva Yojimbo. Um, oof, everyone in this thread heralding my coming comment. I don't know what they're talking about. I'm not too sure what to say on this topic, except that if your problem with animes like Naruto and Bleach are that they're too quote-unquote childish and immature, then Evangelion is the antithesis of those shows. Evangelion is among the richest, most complex, and profound works of art ever created in any medium since the beginning of time. I put it right up there with the pinnacles of artistic achievement like Hamlet, The Sistine Chapel, Beethoven's Ninth, Paradise Lost, and 2001, A Space Odyssey. Um, okay, I've, I've been obsessed. I, I have issues with that list. I've been obsessed with it for almost five years now, and I still don't feel I completely understand it. In fact, it practically ruined anime for me because no anime I've seen since then has been able to come close to its greatness. I pretty much gave up anime for the cinema because it's only in cinema that I found works closer in quality. The only anime series I'd put in the same league with Evangelion are Haibane Renmei. <laughs> I don't know how to say these. Te- Texnolize, Par- Paranoia Agent, and Serial Experiments Lane. Of those you listed, the only one I'm a real fan of was Wolf's Reign. <laughs> okay, so that was very snobbish pro-Evangelion comment. Yeah. Terribly much. <laughs> yeah, a little quite. bit. <laughs> I still think Final Fantasy VI's soundtrack's one of the best soundtracks of the 20th century, but I guess... I can't say such things now that I've been... What? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I, I occasionally use similar hyperbole for um, the works of Yoko Kano, but hmm. uh, I do so in an ironic fashion, maybe? I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of anything. The, in the entire Renaissance? Garbage. Yeah, you're right. The entire <laughs> Renaissance had nothing on Final Fantasy VIII. Are you kidding me? <laughs> how, how Leonardo da Vinci, Hideki Anno had it done straight when he That's had right. giant robots. That's right. Except for one song. What stands out? Oh, boy, Mike. Uh, the whole thing, actually. It's all no. wonderfully and masterfully no. created. So Sorry. No. Compared it's better than Chrono Force. Series? No. Uh, yeah, actually, compared to the Chrono series, the Chrono series is actually kind oh, of a weak soundtrack with ups and gonna, downs. Gonna get good, <laughs> I know, right? No, I, don't, I mean, I think <laughs> as far as standout songs, the only thing you have for six is Dancing Mad. As far as for Chrono, you have like, like four even or five. the cave themes in Final Fantasy VI are wonderfully composed. Like the whole thing has musical quality. But um, you also listen to heavy metal, so I'm not going to get in this argument with you. <laughs> Oh, wow. about a tangential dismissal. I know, right? <laughs> going to ar- argue about classical musical quality. Um, actually, what what Mike should do is get into the E's soundtracks, since those are heavy metal, right? No? I thought so. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 
I only used game I played. It took so long to load, I stopped playing it. <laughs> it took so long to load? I don't think the I new ones have it. Anywhere, it was like, I'm going to go load it. And I'm like, yeah, this is boring. This is boring. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, we have more letters. Let's get off this anime topic because you're right. We're getting, ooh, it's getting scary. Um, Hacker alias Shaman writes in and says the worst RPG console. That's the subject of his email to us. He says, so the question is often asked, what is the best RPG system? And the likes of the Super NES, the PlayStation 1, 2, or Portable, or the DS, they all come up as contenders. Here's something that may start a riot. What's the worst major system for RPGs? Nintendo's laid eggs in the last three generations, though the Rainfall 3 may, might make everyone overrate the Wii eventually. The Dreamcast had Skies of Arcadia come out in North America, and I honestly don't know if there was anything else. The Xbox sucked for JRPGs, but you did have Fable, Morrowind, and uh, One and a Half Knights of the Old Republic games, even if they did come out better on the PC. Did I miss anything uh, major? Uh, let's see. So I'm going to submit... Just for the heck of it, the Jaguar as a really bad J- JRPG uh, RPG system because I'm not aware of there being any Jaguar RPGs. Because there was hardly any games at all. <laughs> we should also probably throw the 3DO out there. <coughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we're really going for bad. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, you're, you're going to go with 3DO then, and uh... let's see what else do we got. <laughs> the fan, oh, the Phantom doesn't. Come I mean, see, that's the problem. Do you do you want a platform that someone actually played, or you just want platforms that had no RPGs? Because we can come up with plenty of those. The original Xbox. I think what he wants is a platform with a ton of really terrible RPGs. But I guess a PlayStation One would also win for that. Hmm. The original Xbox, yeah. just because I can only think of like maybe a handful, and like the biggest one was Morrowind. I thought the biggest one was Jade Empire. Oh, that's right. It was just Morrowind and Jade well, Empire. Oh, and then you got Kotor? Kotor. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So the Xbox is off the list. All right. Um, I would say the N64 until I played Ogre Battle 64, and then that just made up for everything else altogether. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, everyone's saying N64. <laughs> I know. Because they did Probably not the enjoy the love of Ogre it, Battle it, That one game, right? I mean... Unless you really enjoyed the first Paper Mario, which, quite honestly, I couldn't even finish. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. The second one's so much better. Um, That's true. Let's see. N64, I can't even think of. We're not counting Zelda, right? We have uh, to. Ocarina, because if you count Ocarina, then the N64 no. gave us that. They, uh, no. Oh, Ocarina uh, is how about Quest 64? No. <laughs> All right, so N64 is up there. I'm going to... Wait, N64 had Paper Mario. I, no, 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 he well, said he didn't like it. You like the first Paper oh. Mario, Manny? Yeah, I like the okay. first Paper Mario. Oh, two people, pro first Paper Mario. All right. I mean, I admit the other ones were better, but at the time you had one, and it was good. I, I Not only that, but just sort of never thought... I, mean, I never saw an art style like that before in a game, and then they did such great things. They fleshed out the Mario world even more than the, the one that sort of like felt, felt like they forced... Mario into a Final Fantasy game. This really felt like a oh, Mario RPG so, from the ground uh, up. I That's really Super Mario RPG. I I yeah. see, and that that was the problem. I was comparing it to Super Mario RPG and thinking this is terrible, kitty, childish, and not even funny. And then the second one came along and had a lot of the same elements, but I just felt it was so much better done. Um, I didn't I didn't I, know Paper Mario was supposed to be funny. I just found it charming. Ah, uh, I just found it boring. <laughs> Different perspective. Yeah, for me, I yeah. found it to be a Mario game, and I wasn't ever playing it for the story. I'll be either. honest; I don't ah. really like Mario or the Mario universe or the Mario characters. I don't care about them at all. And sure. Paper Mario is the first game that actually made me care. 
Oh, so hmm. there you go. So different perspective. What you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. I had a totally different. So experience. I'm still kind of stuck with the Dreamcast. Why? I don't know. Grandia Two is pretty because awesome. Grandia Two, yeah, yeah. Dream Skies of Arcadia. Skies of Arcadia. Well, it was Skies of Arcadia, Grandia Two, and what? Grandia Extreme, and there was that. I'm gonna. That, uh, no, saga if you did, no, no, no. Okay, Grandia Extreme. I don't think if it was even on the Dreamcast. And second of all, it wasn't good. Well, it was fine. No, it wasn't. It was a 10-hour game you get to do four times. Oh, guys, Fantasy Star Online. Oh, there you go. Enough Ooh. said. Damn. Says Ramsey right. in the chat room. All right, so the Dreamcast is exonerated. I'm going to nominate <clears throat> the Saturn, and here's why. Because it gave us the first oh, shining... No. It gave us the no. first shining uh, of a trilogy and didn't finish. And so it teased us. But and hurt our, hurt our lives. Dragoon. That nobody's played because you can't find it. <laughs> I played it. It's wonderful. Uh, Chris, that's a bit rich coming from you, anyway. I know. <laughs> Mr. I own, a, I own a Saturn copy of Radiant Silver Gun, you Yeah, and, and how awesome is that now? Not at all. Oh, yeah, because they re-released it I on the 360. Won. It was yeah. also, uh, the Saturn also had the Lunar games. All right, fine. I'm just so, bitter because um, I really I, want... I actually went back and got the Saturn for the RPG, so I can't go with that at all. I just really want to play Shining, um, Shining Force Three in its entirety, and I won't you ever know, be able to, and it bugs me. I would have said the Wii not you too could long ago. Just go learn Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> you would have said the Wii until what, Manny? Not too long ago, but you, uh, Xenoblade, Last Story. Uh, yep. Some people like Dark Rise Fantasia. Hmm. Some people. <laughs> okay, some people. we've got some suggestions people, in the chat room. First off, is you know, Virtual the Boy. Kind of people we call the Barretts of the Yes, the bear. Well, again, are we picking games that had nothing at all, or are we picking games that kind of got shafted? So we got Virtual Boy, we've got Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and we've got Sega th- CD. I thought that was an RPG for the Twenty Six Hundred. Sega CD wins. <laughs> Sega <you> CD, <laughs> just because it gave us Sewer Shark or whatever. Was that? Was there actually anything on the CD that they didn't just kind of give? Oh us? wait, no, it gave a Lunar was on Sega CD. Oh, see, there you go. Remember the two Evolution games on Dreamcast? Yes, badly. Oh. I think Paws is the only one who liked those. And she's not here to defend them. <laughs> That's right. So they go <laughs> so down. So they go down. All right. So we got to pick one, guys. We got to pick one. Um, N64? I'm still leaning Game Gear. Game Gear. No. Game Gear. No. Game Gear. Okay. Game Gear. Wow. Game That's Gear? the safest choice. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one had one? Or what? Wonder Swan Color. No. Um... Wonder Woman's Wonder Swan Color launched with a, a, a nice remake of Final Fantasy 1 and 2. Yeah, you're right. And had the remakes well, of Dragon Quest What was the Tiger handheld system? But they were individual things, weren't they? No, no. Tiger what? had like an actual system, Game Co. or Game... Oh, they did try one, yeah. Yeah. Oh. It failed bad. <laughs> well, I mean, then you could do the, the, what, the Zelda CD games that were really bad, too. The SNK handheld. <laughs> so I think we've we've... Nominated so many. I, we need a winner. <laughs> Come on, we need a winner. Just somebody that for some they slighted Game the, Gear, the Apple Pippin. There All you right. go, Apple Pippin. Apple Pippin. <laughs> I can't just for the that. name alone, has to lose. That wasn't a game system. Uh, I Neo Wait, Geo. The CDI. The CDI it was an attempt the game system. All right, yeah, the CDI because of what they did to Zelda. Even though those aren't RPGs. Boom, Zelda. Got it. Okay, we're done. CDI. Let's move on. Response to Podcast 206 from, ooh, Average Joe. 
So he says, uh, number one, I think Skyrim is the overhyped game of 2011. Ah! All right, let's read what he I says. I agree. I pre-ordered it expecting to be sucked right into the expansive world. Well, like you... Oh. All right, whatever. Expansive world, fun leveling system, good story, and, of course, dragons. I put about dragons. 20 hours into this game and sold it. What a piece of crap. Anyone who actually looks at this game with without beer goggles and will realize it's actually the ugly girl at the party. Tons of bugs, pathetic story, and so many boring side quests. I've never seen so many stupid, pointless fetch quests. I'm sorry. I know lots of people like this game, but series, there's nothing new here. Well, there's nothing new in any game. It's just Oblivion with better graphics and a cool horn helmet. I really like that helmet. <laughs> anyway, I tried it and I just, and it just didn't cut it. All right, you got the helmet. I want the helmet. Every, everyone gets the. You helmet. know, I would it's... say this is one of the few. No, times... I meant a real one. Oh, what, Manny? Uh, I was gonna say I, I, I. This is one of the few times I'm gonna say you got you uh, recommend another podcast in the middle of this podcast. Uh, did Chris? Did you listen to the recent uh, We Can Confirm with uh, Ken Ralstein's? I did. And, uh, yeah, I think. I think that guy did a great job of putting Garnet Lee in his place when it comes to his uh, Skyrim hate. Because it was sort of like, you know what? You know, maybe this game isn't for you. And that's and he expl- articulates perfectly why. it's Maybe this is not over for you, and that's okay. Uh, that's okay that a, this game exists. He got a not bit muddled at time when he was talking about different types of role players and stuff because he'd have contradicting examples. They would both try to say, try to say that he's the, a certain type of game player. But yeah, he, he did try to put out the idea that you know, there's some people who enjoy games for a strong narrative. Some people like to be in the role of the character they're playing. Some people do role playing because they like to be in that um, evasive, you know, that combat type situation and stuff. And, you know, this comes out in tabletop, too. You have certain players who are sitting at your table for different reasons, and you kind of need to entertain all of them. Um, yeah, it was a good diversity in the, in the table, and they're talking about, like, you know, some people want to be the, just be in a world and be, get distracted, and that's perfectly okay. And other people say, why, why are you distracting me? The main quest is more important. Yep. Well, so. I, I think the problem here is, I mean, we're still looking at, we have the JRPG with the WRPG, with the JRPG is follow the story along and have a good time. And the Western RPG is, well, here you go, have to figure out what the hell you want to do. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have people who like different things. But... Part of the thing here is someone says they have so many boring sites. They fetch things. Never, ever, ever, ever play an MMO. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you think these quests are boring, you are never going to like any MMO ever. That's true. So, so I mean, uh, people... how do you go for those uh, 20 bear asses then? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's that's what most of the side quests are in games nowadays. I mean, I haven't... I actually... That was one of the things about the Final Fantasy series that's kind of fun is they have the little mini games, which are at least more interesting than random side quests. And either you like the mini game or you don't. It's a card game or blitzball or what have you. But at least it wasn't, well, we're bored and we need to make 20 hours of content, so go kill 10 things and come back and tell me how fun it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, is, this, uh, is this the point where I turn around and ask you, Mikhail, if you're enjoying um, Void Watch because, you know... <laughs> I don't know. It just seems. I just yeah, seems like what you do some... in the MMO. There, yeah. All you're doing is grinding, it... collect twenty things by killing a boss twenty times. No, 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 no. Void Watch is nothing like that. You kill it once, and then you go kill the other one, and then you go kill the other one, and then you upgrade your stone, and that's it. You're and then you the go back tier. and do it again for your friend, and then you do it again and do it. Again. You kill the same thing. Well, over see, that's over. the thing. You have to is... farm the pop items. No, there's no pop items. Oh, it's okay. a key item oh, all the time. New, this must be a new thing. This okay. this is Void Watch, where I have the level four Windurst one. 
right. I can pop Here, any no, Without getting okay. into all the details, let me let me ask it this way, because people don't like when we talk about 11 like this. Um, do you do the same thing over and over, or are you progressing through a, a progression, and then you're going to be done? Well, define being done. Um, you're going to get all the items, and that character is going to be fully pimped out, and then you can do whatever oh, the next hard well, thing is with that character. Um, I can pop all the monsters. Um, did I get all the items I want? So you do no, have to do it all again to get all the items. Yeah, because I was under the impression that the drop rate sucked balls. Well, the drop rate sucks for the things that people really want, but most of the things you want you can also just sell, so you can just make money and buy them. But for the most part, what I find is the equipment isn't really worth killing for. So you're just doing it to complete it and be done with it. I'm Well, because I know that Square Enix has announced that this is new endgame. Yeah. And so that means that the next update will finally give us the end game ones, which are actually hard instead of the random ones where I stand there and wait for someone to say, oh, blood packed so ice you're just, or something. So you're doing this now and you're just playing around <clears> with it and then you're practicing to get ready for like the really hard ones, which I'm assuming you will have to farm, right? Well, someone will want to farm them. I mean, well, I guess last night was the first time we actually farmed one. We went to a spot and we killed it three times and then we went to, and that was it. It took an hour. Just Dog claims it it's just killing stuff for logs and ore. Well, yeah, most of the drops are logs and ore. <laughs> so I, In fact, I don't that's know. one of the jokes is, is we keep getting all the perfect lights and everything, and everybody says, look, I got three logs, and you're like, yeah, that's awesome. That's like 10K. It doesn't, but, seem, uh, um, it doesn't seem like you've really uh, stumbled upon a, a thrilling formula here. Oh, no. But I never said it was, but I was like... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how countering my argument that MMOs have boring side quests with the fact that you found a boring Void Watch. Oh, yeah, here. I don't know how we got How did we get on that? Oh, oh but I don't know. I think back on this topic, though, really quickly for this poor guy is um, I'm thinking when all the hype is about when so many people in the games press are enjoying Skyrim because it happens to just satisfy the kind of people who are currently in the industry and, it, and you hear about it on Twitter, you hear it on every website. I guess you expect that this game is for everybody when it's Alright, here's, here's what happened with Skyrim. Everyone wanted to like Oblivion, but it was still bad. But Skyrim no, it wasn't not. bad. It wasn't bad. No. It had its Oblivion problems, was but it wasn't bad. bad. No, no, it Oblivion wasn't bad. Was bad. It, it no, bad, bad for Michael, yes, but not bad for everyone. No, no, no. It's the same, just in general. It's, this, is the same, this is the same Skyrim <clears throat> argument, Michael. You're not going to make... You're not going to prove anything here because <laughs> pe- people said the same things about Oblivion and a ton of people what, still did enjoyed Morrowind it. was bad and they finally liked Oblivion or what? Was yeah. that the argument? Well, no, that Oblivion because was Morrowind bad and is a lot of people liked Oblivion. it anyway. Well, no, no. Morrowind is you know, better and, than And Oblivion. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. And that's so, okay. I mean, that's great. I mean, the, the thing that makes me so happy is that there are so many different kinds of RPGs <laughs> coming from so many different places. Yeah. And you know what? I don't. I don't want to play the next Final Fantasy game. I don't care. But, you know, I do want to play the next Bethesda game. So, See, and I'm the just, opposite. Is I've, I tried Skyrim. I'm with him that this... I don't think it was overhyped. I think the people who like this game, it's, you know, the best thing since Fallout 3. So you're done so playing gonna it? Like it. You, you gave up on it? I'm pretty bored with it. Hmm. I get into it, and I play about an hour, and the, the thing I hate the most is I don't feel connected to the character at all. And I don't even feel the battle system is that good that I have any fun with it. It's like you have kind of a choppy swinging animation. You have your spells, which actually look like they might do something, but you can't really tell. And I don't know. I just My character has no personality, and I probably have to play like 50 hours before she does. And I'm just like, yeah, this is kind of boring. When you say mm-hmm. personality, you mean the character doesn't speak? 
Well, the character doesn't have a backstory. You're some random person who got pulled into a plot they didn't mean to be in, and now you're supposedly running from the Empire, except you're not because you can just kind of dick around a forest for but, a week. And that's kind of cool. How else would you do this? <clears throat> I, mean, I guess the only other RPG... How would you do it is you do it like Mass Effect. Dragon Age Origins. Because uh, I'm talking about like different, various, like eight different races, like legitimately different races with different backstory. I mean, from different well, places. Mass Effect entire- had you choosing your backstory. That would have been a yeah, big but step. not yeah. But you're still fundamentally just a human. It it doesn't matter. I have a backstory. But th- don't you think that just I be can, a little I care- too? Well, I, it wasn't from Mass Effect. The whole I point of Ob- Oblivion and Skyrim is, is your backstory doesn't matter. You're, I and mean, that's I, why, I that's why they love making you a prisoner a, or former slave. It's like yeah. your past, you're, you're, you're washing your hands of your past, and your story is yours to make from this point on. Yeah. Except for the part that my story is boring from this point on because so far I haven't done anything. Well, why not? You had the choice to do whatever you want. Why haven't you done anything? Because all I end up doing is wandering in a forest and finding some clothing. <laughs> well, go to the next story quest. Go join the Thieves Guild. Why do I want to be a thief? That just makes me dead. That's fine. I mean, well, that's perfectly fine. Well, I mean, I, it's just like... I it doesn't even make like, sense. Why do I want to be a thief? That just makes me dead. It it doesn't. <laughs> You're supposed to be a thief who isn't dead. Isn't that the point? Well, that's, I'm not good at that. I don't want to steal things. <clears throat> the problem uh, is I like, steal stuff. Yeah, it's not the about stealing is, things. Yeah, you why, should why you, you should actually try these things stuff. before you judge them. That's your problem. You no, like you I, look at something, I know I'm going to hate that. I'm not going to do it. I, if you actually no, no, tried no, it's it. Not, I'm going to hate that. It's I'm not that kind of person. Yeah, you don't even I'm know. You don't know like but, me. Yeah, no, but you I don't know what the I, thing is. I don't is. walk around downtown Seattle going, gee, I wonder if there's a thieves guild around so I can not steal stuff." Yeah, you also don't try a new restaurant either. Yes, I do. Uh, only when I drag you into it. When people <laughs> drag me to it, I eat new food. Exactly. And then I go, I miss the The next Bethesda food. game needs co-op, and Chris needs to drag Michael around, and the problem will be solved. Solved. All right, you let's know, move that on. that would actually be fine if there was some multiplayer. That'd be funny. Uh, no, the point of this game is not have multiplayer. That's, I, yeah. think, I think we need Skyrim 2 with multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> That's called an MMO, Mike. Oh, dang. We already have those. Never mind, then. Uh, Games that remind me of anime that I really like, continues Mr. Average Joe. He says, I've just been getting back into my backlog and just started up a little gem called Sakura Wars. Not a game without its flaws, but very anime slash episodic inspired storytelling and battles. Pretty fun, though. Had to give it a shout out. Keep up the excellent RPG journalism. Thank you, Average Joe. Number one question, which Sakura Wars? Probably the English one. Keep up oh. the excellent RPG journalism. Well, I already reviewed it, so you can just go read that of why I didn't like it. <laughs> you know, well, I was com- thinking... Oh, <clears throat> go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no. You, you go, Manny. I was just going to say, you guys are reminding me of great anime RPGs. I was thinking, like, man, we never gave the Valkyria Chronicles any uh, series any love. Ooh, you're right. That's totally one. Oh, yeah, Valkyria Chronicles. Go play that. And give us we never give it any one, love. It's, it's like a moving painting. Like, watercolor's great. Yeah. Like saying Wind Waker is a good artwork style. I love Wind Waker, dude. I, I hey, do like I the Wind Waker. Like Wind Waker. <clears throat> different boats for different folks. <laughs> different boats. I, just, I think the problem I have with Wind Waker number one is the sailing. No, number two, no, no, the fact no. that Link is. <laughs> we don't six. need to talk about Wind Waker. Yes, he's six. He's also like six in the first Zelda too. So. 
He's you know, like 14 little pixels in the first cell. Who gives a shit how old he is? <laughs> you don't mind him being young as long as you don't know it, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Ignorance besides, is bliss when it comes style, to child labor. look at the art style from Zelda 1, he doesn't look that young. Oh. It's not like Link's look, Awakening. It doesn't look like anything. <laughs> oh. No, the art style, not the pixels, the actual art that came Oh, uh, We're never going to finish this show. Come on, we've got a new email from <laughs> Ocelot here. The nose is boring anyway. What are and you Ocelot's about? Uh, subject is Skyrim was so disappointing. Dear RPG game gods, <laughs> or RP game gods, rather, you've bested the best of the best, easily defeating the year-end boss battle. Congrats! Thank you especially for including Skyrim in your discussions of most disappointing game of 2011. Although it did not get a consensus vote for being a letdown, I'm glad it was mentioned. I will now proceed to rant at length about how disappointed I was with the game. Insert lengthy random here about how a developer who sets a firm release date a year in advance and then proceeds to put out a game with bugs because they absolutely cannot afford to miss this release date and therefore did not take the time to QA their game and is quite the letdown. Rant, 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 rant. I applaud that. Thank you. <laughs> I don't have a I'm problem sorry, with it because I like announced the bugs. Of the year. I like the Skyrim bugs, so I don't care. All right. I will about me. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, they are entertaining. They are entertaining. No, no, no. They are so entertaining. This is the best part: is the bugs that came out with the game weren't near as much fun as the bugs they introduced trying to fix them. <laughs> Backwards. The dragons. ones where they're no longer locked to a release date are the ones where they made the better bugs. Yes. See. See. Uh, oh, right. I was just going to say it wasn't. It's not even the, the bugs. Some of the bugs that are funny. It's it's the annoying bugs that are annoying. And I'm playing on PC. Hmm. Yeah, PC's the only way to play these games. What about, don't you have access to console commands and some great mods that can really alleviate a lot of those stresses? Yeah. Our mods sure made it so the girls weren't ugly. <laughs> oh, did you, gross, did you dude, get the clean, clean faces face mod? mod? Oh, tell me you didn't. No. I, I, no, there was, there was high-risk textures and things like that. <sighs> on your laptop, dude, it can even run People make fun those? of you on podcasts. I'm yeah, sorry. My laptop runs ultra. Does not. My laptop. It does. No problems. You're full of crap. You don't. You don't know what? how to read a frame rate. I got a dedicated what? 580 here, and I have issues running Ultra in 1920 by 1080. I know your laptop can't do it. I do it. No problem. Yeah. Whatever. You're full of crap. Um. Think, oh, oh, here's a thing that you should get. Like, uh, a the Macho Man Randy Savage Dragon mod. That's no. that's very important. No. No, the no. Be- apparently the better mod now is the one that turns all the dragons into Rainbow Dash from My Little Pony. Oh, sweet. My Little Pony dragons. There we go. <laughs> There's some inventory management mods and a mod that gives oh, you yes. a forge in the basement of your house. I um, like the inventory one that actually lists the the ratios of profit for weight. Oh, nice. So oh. I know exactly what card to drop. <laughs> the, UI, the UI design. Ugh. God, that's a legitimate Sorry. complaint about Skyrim. Oh yeah, right there. The UI <laughs> is just horrible. Oh, we've got to stop complaining about Skyrim, though. Come on. All right, Ocelot has questions hey, for you, us. You put two of them in there. I know. And, yeah, but his rant was actually just a joke about inserting a rant. But then we did a rant. <laughs> I think we failed. Well, you see, he 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 wanted to inspire us to get the true rant. Oh, all right. Do you think the upcoming game, King Klingons of American Racing? Oops, uh, that's Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning has a chance of ending up in your top 10 RPG list of 2012. I don't know, but it got me to download the demo. Did you play it? Uh, it got me to download the demo. 
Manny? Which is farther than I usually get in demos. Did you just play by it? answering this question, <clears throat> just purely answering this question, I'm sure we'll get into this big talk about how we about the demo when we get to now playing. But yeah. I think yes, just because I don't know how many RPGs are coming out next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna agree for that same wow. reason. Yep. Really? It could be. It could just be number ten on the list because those are like the ten most high-profile RPGs that came out. See, here's here's why I don't think it's going to end up on the top. Well, first of all, we don't do a top ten. We usually do top five. And second of all, it's going to be so early in the year that people have forgotten by the time Mass Effect Three comes out. <laughs> Two months later. <laughs> 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 That's quite the statement, Michael. No, 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 not I two know. months later. A, a, a like month, a month and a half a month later. later. <laughs> I thought, I thought, Kingdoms came out in like March or something. Uh, Kingdoms is February, and uh, Mass Effect is March, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, so, no. I had my dates wrong. That's Klingons why. of American Racing, top ten. All right, number I like two. <laughs> <laughs> I want that game. Can I, I can't even name like ten RPGs for twenty twelve off the top of my head. Like new stuff, maybe Diablo three. Maybe we're gonna have Diablo three. We're gonna Mass Effect three. We're gonna oh, guys, 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 come on. We're gonna have Dragon Quest ten. We're gonna have. Um, I mean, that's four right there, and then we have Kingdoms. So that's five. See, I named that's five. That's ten. <laughs> All right, number two. Do you believe the following rumors the floating around the net? I said I named ten. I said he said he couldn't name any. <laughs> he said ten. All right, can you? <laughs> Back to sleep. Please. One of the two major console players, Sony or Microsoft will not release a next-gen console and will effectively bow out of the console race. True or false? Not going to happen. I say false. Entirely false. Yeah, I think it's made up. I think the, the problem is is they're hearing all the rumors of people pushing back the consoles, and that makes people think that they're just not going to happen, and what's really happening is the fact that you can't release another $600 console right now and make enough of a difference that people will buy it. I think the only way this is going to happen is if the Wii U is a complete disaster, like a total fail, like whatever next hardware that comes out is going to be a complete and total disaster. And then maybe we'll talk about hmm. bowing out. I don't understand how Nintendo failing at hardware is going to stop anyone. I think that would only make it more prominent. That the other two would definitely step in. I mean, because it's like Nintendo's next thing is such a gigantic bomb. They got through the like, N64. That wasn't that bad. They still made money on the hardware. They always make money on the hardware. <laughs> Say that to the 3DS. That's, that's Nintendo's number one rule is they always sell they don't, hardware They don't make profit. money on the 3DS right now. Really? Yeah, that's got to that, be the they first. Did the price drop. Yeah, it was It was a big story when that happened. Yeah. That's what uh, I'm saying. If, if like everything just turns belly up. But that's like a big if. We're like talking like gigantic if scenarios here now, right? If this, then I this. Think, I think we're reaching. I think we really are reaching here. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, recommend some good board games for us, quote old school, unquote folks with newfangled computer thingies and game machines. Something with dice in it. Um, uh, find track down a 1993 copy of Art House Saurian's Cyberpunk 2020 role playing system and get a few friends. All my all my current board game recommendations don't have dice. Yeah, I was going to say, none of my board games have like dice in them right Dominion, now. I really like right now. Unless you... Puerto Rico, I really like, and that's been around forever. And neither of those use dice. <laughs> I was still thinking the ones that we like to play. What? Um, Carcassonne and things like that. Yeah, 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 Carcassonne. Settlers of Catan has dice. Settlers of Catan has dice, too. That's so there true. you go, Settlers, but you've probably already played that by now. Of course, mm. I would still go for an old-fashioned game of Risk, so... Um, oh, <clears throat> 
Thunderstone. It's another card-based one, but it's more for the uh, dungeon delving crowd. So you might want to try that one out. Yeah. Eh. Sorry, can't yeah. help you. I think we failed that question. What's a, what's a board game? If it's what's not Fortune game? Street, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Fortune Street. There we go. Fortune Street. And you can even play it on your Wii. It even has dice. It even has dice. Dice with non-physically possible sides. And yes, stuff. dice that you suddenly roll and there's seven eights and a six on a die. And you're like, what? <laughs> and I don't know how to trigger that, but that's cool. <laughs> Are there any indie games that you have? Wait, Manny, you don't have any board game recommendations, do you? Um, uh, Scott, I talked to Scott. Scott Watcher. Scott Watcher. All right. The guy who knows our board game thing or Jeff got another recommendation for Thunderstone from the chat room and as well as a game called Runebound and Dungeon Run and Elder Sign um, let's see what was the one I was playing that's like oh goodness dang it, it we was, were so uh, close to getting up this I know I'm sorry but this is <laughs> it it reminds me of Hero Quest, but it's not Hero Quest. Hero Quest is the one from '89. That's no, it's old. But you're like, it's like you're building a D and D like dungeon crawl as you go. But you got pre made characters, but you go through them episodically, and it was like really fun and good and balanced well. And it's relatively new. Shoot, See, Descent. Really yes, re- Descent. That's it. <clears throat> Descent. I'm going to recommend Descent. I've played this recently. It's awesome. And it's not the old video game where you're a ship flying in corridors. It is <laughs> Descent Journeys in the Dark. It is a board game. It is great. Go find someone who has it and try it out. So there. See, I, someday I will find the game that I used to play. And it had these little cards that you made a map out of. And then you did stuff. And like <laughs> I will never forget what that is. Well, when you des- describe it like that... <laughs> Well, no, no, no. It was like you were in a dungeon, but it was entirely, it was basically a random dungeon because you would draw uh, map pieces and then you would put them down and uh, then you would draw a card and find out what was in that room. It could be a monster, it could be treasure, it could be whatever. And you played it with like four people. And I played this when I was like in high school all the time. And I, the name is just, I, I'll never know. It drives me know. crazy. Well, apparently there are Dungeons and Dragons board games. And if you really want to go crazy, I hear the StarCraft board game takes hours and hours. Um, oh, God. It took us three hours to figure out what the hell we were doing. There's a new, um, I think it's Elder Signs. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I think It's a new board game version of Arkham Horror. Um, <laughs> someone says Dungeon Quest might be what you were thinking of. Dungeon Quest? Dungeon Quest. Hmm. So go check that right. out, Mike. It's from the 80s. So. Oh, yeah, it would be about the three right of them from the 80s, and they just made a new 2010 edition. So no, Dungeon Quest isn't it. All right, well, whatever. Uh, we should move on. <coughs> uh, any indie games that you have currently pre-ordered in order to get access to the early alpha or beta build, and are eagerly re- awaiting the final release? Maybe a title you'd like to draw attention to as something to watch in 2012. I'm trying to think of um, indie games you can pre-order, and the ones that come to mind was that Voxel game and like. desktop dungeons which is going web-based and stuff and with a whole new version i don't know do you know any Uh, i've got one oh go for it uh i'm currently playing a game called um kerbal space program which i posted about on the forums a while back um which is basically at the moment it's in a kind of prototype alpha stage uh so at the moment it's basically building um like 
ramshackle rockets out using a like the spore creature creator interface type thing, hmm. and just launching them into space haphazardly and watching them explode. Because of the because uh, because the game is still currently in development, um, they've added certain things, certain features into the game, but they haven't added uh, the features that uh, sort of make that easier. So they have a you know they have a gravity they have a you know a, a gravity system implemented. They have a planet that you launch from, and there is a moon orbiting that planet. But aside from the game tracking your orbital trajectory, there's no. It's kind of like you can land on the moon, but it's enti- at the moment it's entirely a, a kind of self-imposed challenge. Like, can you do it? Can you do it with stock parts? So none of the mods that the community have created. It's quite a lot of fun, actually. What's it called? Uh, Kerbal Space Program. Where do people find it? Uh, KerbalSpaceProgram.com. And how do you spell Kerbal? Uh, K-E-R-B-A-L. And oh, no, not that, it. that. Oh, my God. What? We did that at WB, and it was like our lives were gone. <laughs> that immersive, huh? Yeah, it was literally like our boss was like, don't play this game at work. Hee hee, I'm just kidding. You'll just never do anything again. <laughs> well, like, I, okay. I, I will probably, I, I will talk, I, I might talk about it a little bit more in the, in the playing this week, but uh, so far I have managed to get. I think I've managed to get four craft to the moon, but I've crashed every single time on trying to land. <laughs> nice. I've literally just slammed into the moon. At, into the... <laughs> I found it, Tonk. <laughs> yeah. I All right. Can an RPG experience be good if it's longer than 50 hours? Sure, you've played... Does he know who he's asking this question to? Sure, you've yeah. played <laughs> RPGs for longer than 50 hours, but after the 50-hour mark, were those hours really worth it? Really, really, really worth it? Did you have that much fun from hour 50 to the last? Or is it all just filler to keep you playing without providing the, all that much substance? Wait, I like how the 50-hour mark is suddenly... First. We ran out of content. Yeah, apparently 50 hours were done. We just made it up from there. I can, hmm. name, like, ten, I can name like maybe 10 games off the top of my head that were more than 50 hours and... We had no well, maybe no. They were enjoyable and thoroughly engaging the entire way through. Like off the top of my head, Persona three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of their best contents at the end because that's when all the story payoff happens. But 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 but, but, he, but did you but did you get to over fifty hours because you felt like the middle thirty was kind of filler? Uh yeah, I did. Yeah, that's Persona how I felt. three. Uh, yeah, in one or two of them. Going yeah. through Tartarus again and again. I mean, I could have skipped 50 floors and not made a damn bit of difference. Mm-hmm. It does feel mm, a bit padded out with the really long combat systems. Any tactical RPG. That's usually yeah. 50 hours. Orca Battle 64 took me 75 hours, and I don't feel there was any filler at all. I'm currently on playthrough number six of Super Robot Wars J, so I think that probably adds up to, I don't know, 200 hours at least. Well, I'm not calling I'm New Game it. Plus for this. Sorry? Um, I, I wouldn't count New Game Plus for this. Oh, right. Um, what about uh, Tactics Ogre, Mike? Um, well, I only got to 30 before I got stuck, and I got grumpy. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> you got grumpy. <laughs> well, what I'm probably going to have to do is just starting over and getting different skills, because unlike Final Fantasy Tactics, where if you got stuck, you could run around and get random dungeon or random battles. I can't seem to get any random battles, and so I can't level up, and I'm just pissed off at this point. Ooh, Disgaea. This is a good one. 
Disgaea, 200 hours. I do not have fun playing all the hours of Disgaea. The I item world and stuff is not Disgaea fun to me. 3. Yeah, it is it's like just... there is points where you are just playing hours, leveling, 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 leveling. And it's like, why? This is not fun. <laughs> I didn't think anything was filler in Dragon Quest Eight, and that took me 103 hours. Hmm. But, and I, yep. Yeah. Somehow uh, I should. It I was think long, but yeah. Well, uh, granted, the guy who told me how long I'm taking was making fun of me at that point. But, you know, I was doing all the monster stuff. I was doing all the side quests. And I never thought the side quests were filler. I thought they were kind of fun story bits I got to do. I thought that, um, I mean, I will probably play any monster hunting gathering game you ever give me. So, you know, I'm flawed in that way. Disgaea but, fan asserts his 200 hours of Disgaea was all RPG playing. Oh, yeah. You, you want to level your weapon up, go for 100 hours right there. I know you, you weren't guess. just doing story missions unless you were just dying <laughs> on them over and over and over again. You had to be leveling in there. You had to have been. <laughs> the story doesn't take that long. <laughs> I didn't play 200, and I finished the first Disgaea. <laughs> I think Disgaea 3 took me like 74. Maybe he just uh, starts over. Instead of leveling, he just starts the story over. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Oh. Uh, um, Ocelot says he needs to come on our show so he can continue ranting about Skyrim. I think we've had enough of that, actually. <laughs> See, he wanted a real rant. We gave him what he wanted. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, hmm. my gosh. It's only 1030. We've almost finished with the feedback. So the question is, <laughs> 50 hours, yes or no? Should we cut off games at 50 hours and say, you really don't need that extra stuff? Cut the filler? No, because, I mean, there are games that will. But we'll cut out the filler in the middle. You know, and just keep them yeah. under 50. Well, I mean, that's I would, what I thought. I would be okay with that. <laughs> Persona 3 Portable was fine. That was a 60-hour game, and I never felt that it was, you know, near as tedious as Persona 3 was. Wow. It was just because um, the battle system being different? The battles were faster. Uh, you, you didn't feel like you were just in this uh, bloodthirsty grind through the thing because you're like, you know what? I think I'm just going to leave and go rest up and then I'll be okay and I can keep going. That one change was a big, big difference because it changed the whole feel of Tartarus. Oh, I thought they changed it so that you were screwed if you did that. And you no, couldn't you can leave. it on anymore on the, on the full moons. I don't know about any of that because they seem to well, have also taken out of the grind on the full tired. moon nights because you wouldn't get tired. Is how it worked in I, I, I never got tired. Oh. I got tired like once, like in the last push. But God. at any point, if you're like running out of magic or someone's dead and you just can't deal with it anymore, you just leave at that floor. Oh. And then okay. when you come back, they say, oh, would you like to start on that floor? And you're like, heck yeah. I don't care if I was only six floors from the save point or whatever. I can just go to there and keep right on going. Oh, that does help a lot. Yeah. So you're not like oh my god, I have six floors to go, but I have no magic, and two people are dead, and I don't know what to do, and I'm just screwed, and I might as well just go back and start this over because, you know, I have to go back another 15 floors to do it again. Mm -hmm. And just not even having that problem, granted I never did, but not even having that problem just made it more fun. Because if I got screwed and some, uh, you know, bad combination just wiped out half my party, I'm just like, I'll just leave. I'm fine. I made it to floor 114 tonight, and that's good for me. Hmm. All right. Well, that uh, wraps up our feedback. 
I'd like to stop here for a little bit and play you guys a segment that was set in. That's right, it's the return of the legendary Zoltan. Hello, everybody. Great to be with you again. It's the legendary Zoltan here to teach you another lesson about RPGs. RPGs? Yes, role-playing games or games in which you play with bread. Mmm, I love bread when it's baked to that beautiful golden color. And speaking of segues, you know something else that is golden colored? Gold. And very difficult to pronounce. It's spelled O-R-I-C-H-A-L-C-U-M and is pronounced... Ori Halcom. Ori Halcom. Is it from Arabian mythology? Because I want to go ah, 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 again. Nope. Ah. It's from the Greek word Ori Halkos, which means mountain meadow. Welcome to the mountains. We've got fun in. And what do we have in the mountains? We got freaking Ori Halcom, man. Sweet. How much is it worth? It's about as worthless as a piece of copper. Open parenthesis, sigh, close parenthesis. The only record we have of Orihalcum is in a document that Plato wrote about the legendary island of Atlantis. Andalusia. These Atlantis dudes conquered lots of cities in Western Europe and Africa. So much for relaxed island life. But the first time they tried to attack Athens, they got their booties whooped. Oh man, have you ever heard how island people talk? It must have been so funny. They must have been like, hey brah. We're going to take over this cherry town, Athens, for ourselves. If you know like that, then sorry. Uh. And then they went back home all bummed out. And then one guy said, at least things can't get any worse, right? Uh-oh. And then their whole entire island sunk to the bottom of the ocean for no apparent reason. That Plato guy must have been out of his mind to think anybody would believe that story. That's the only info we have on Orihalcum and Atlantis, so we gotta trust it. So what does this mean for RPG aimers? It means you need to get some Orihalcum and synthesize it onto your weapon in Star Ocean 3 for a plus 500 damage increase. Bumbai. Don't bumbai me or I bumbai you. Bumbai. Bumbai. And that's the end of the lesson. Courtesy of the legendary Zoltan because I know that if you didn't have me, it would be the end of your RPG playing ass. Uh. Thank you, Zoltan. Granted, I never, I never sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, Zoltan. I, I'm, I'm too busy synthesizing my Ori Halcon into ultimate weapons in Kingdom Hearts. That is uh, Zoltan, which means it's time to move in to the news. And I'm going to kick off the news with a special segment this week. I'm going to call it the, uh, the Indie Corner. Okay. Um. Yes, it's the Indie right, News are we Corner. Sam onto this or what? What? Uh, no. Um, that'd be nice, right. but she's not available at this time. <laughs> First off, we've got Sweet Lily Dreams, which is now available. Uh, Sweet Lily Dreams is available for $19.99 from Rose Portal. You can find it on their official website at roseportalgames.com. And it is an RPG with 40 hours of gameplay, and you get to take the role of Lily and Faith, two people destined to save the world of dreams from the darkness that threatens to destroy it. They get a big long trailer. It looks very 2 d and lots of big crazy monsters and you fight stuff and I don't know if it's any good or not. I'm sure we'll have a review eventually, but right now that's what it is. We also have an update. Ash 2 is now available and I don't know if this counts as indie. It's no longer an indie, I would call it, because they did find a publisher. Yeah, Ash 2 is being published by Konami now on the iPhone. So I guess this mm-hmm. isn't technically indie anymore, but uh, it used to be. It's a sequel to uh, SRRN Games' Ash. 
And so it is available for four ninety nine. It's out now. I have no idea if it's good or not. Oh, Ash. Uh, oh, it's on sale for ninety nine cents for a limited time. So by the time you you hear this, it may no, still Ash, be on sale Ash. for. Oh, Ash, Ash one is, is on, on sale. sale. Okay, so you get yes. the first one for a buck, second one for five, and it you know second one is a sequel. Actually, events, direct sequel. Um, slight follow up to the story that I wrote. Um, it's five dollars if you want to buy the whole game. Okay. It's three dollars if you want to buy the first two episodes, oh. and you only have one episode so far. So. <clears throat> and then they'll give you half off the rest of the episodes if you did like it. I don't know how much it's going to be. I would assume another three dollars for two episodes or something. Hmm, okay. But the five bucks buys you the whole thing, no matter when it comes out. So yeah, full version is the full version. The yeah. late version is not. I assume they should have um, like a well, free version with the demo. They should have done the free version with like the first chapter, but yeah. But oh well. Uh, also, we like have. Some- this is getting less and less indie as I go along, but uh, Interplay <laughs> Interplay Entertainment has revived the property called Stonekeep, a first-person dungeon-crawling PC game that was uh, came out in 1995, and they've brought it out to WiiWare. Uh, this one's made by Alpine Studios, and it is an entirely new game based on that property for some reason, and you... <laughs> You take the role of a descendant of the hero from the first game, and you it, it's a first-person dungeon crawl. So if you didn't get enough with, like... Uh, actually, this is... Yeah, it's first-person, but I don't think it's turn-based like Wizardry is, is it? I'm not sure. I can't really tell from the screenshots. And, you know, there's not really good demos of WiiWare things. So, whatever. It's out uh, now. Uh, 500 points on the Wii Shop channel. That's $5. Very easy conversion. <laughs> it's so, like they weren't crazy about their points. I don't know if we'll have a review of that one or not, but please let us know if you give it a try and if it's any good or not. Same with the other two. I, it's just funny to see Interplay do anything after they just lost the uh, the Fallout MMO rights. It's like, oh, so this is what they're doing instead, publishing WiiWare games that you have to sell a minimum number of units before you even get paid for. Ugh. Ugh. All right. No more indie news. That's our indie news. Yay! <laughs> Was that an exciting Hooray. segment? <laughs> no? Well, I... I don't know. It wasn't even fully indie. I totally failed. I wrote a st- I know. I was like, we have an indie game, and then we have two not-so-indie games that we're going to talk about anyway in your indie segment. Because <laughs> they're kind of light, lightweight, small release, you know, spotlight on the non-big public, non-big you, budget You titles. mean like the whole January for indie or otherwise? Oh, apparently. Jeez. All right. Atelier yeah. Maruru has a date. Or should I say Meruru? Whatever. I'm not touching that. Not touching that? <laughs> John, no, you, you mangling you Japanese is your entirely own problem. Atelier Meruru. <clears throat> Whatever. John won't even John won't even give us his pronunciation. No, no, I, I, Chris actually I think has it right in this case. Oh jeez. But except no, I'm but doing he's, Atelier. He's, he's, I'm saying in a French style, and there's no way they're getting that out and making it sound like oh, Atelier. Right. How would how would that sound Japanese? I can't say uh, about being some sort of even fake remember. racism or I need something. To see, I, I, need to see, I need to see some katakana so I can get the vocalization. Uh, yeah, I don't think they've ever done... I've always looked at the Atelier logos, and they never do katakana for Atelier. Hmm. It's like they just don't want to. <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> uh, we, it will be coming out in the, ga- the, the, the month of May. So that's all we know. Uh, well, I wasn't expecting that. Why? <laughs> Gets too soon for you. Atelier. Atelier. Oh, you found Kata, you found Katakana. Uh, nice. Japanese title for Atelier Meru. Uh, Meruru no Atelier Arand no Renkin Jutsushi. Yeah. 
Sushi? The game has sushi? No, Rankin Jutsushi. Sushi? In, oh. No, that, that, no. that Rankin Jutsushi oh. means uh, alchemist. Alchemy? Oh, alchemy. I thought that was yes. like Rengit Jut... I don't know. <laughs> what was it yeah. in uh, uh, Alchemist with uh, Eduardo Elric? Oh, um, it was ranking. No Janet Hagane, no ranking. Rank. Oh, ah. <laughs> too early. In, too early in the afternoon for long words like that in the wrong damn language. All right. Ugh. <laughs> Even I have my limits. <laughs> uh, Just Doug says Rengin Jutsushi is an alchemist, and Rengin Renkin Jutsu is alchemy. Yes. Cool. Okay. Here's a here's an announcement that's just for Manny. I know he's really excited about this one. Deep Silver has announced a DLC pack for Dead Island is coming out, and it'll be out on January 31st on the PlayStation 3 and uh, February 1st for the 360 and PC. Wait, Dead Island, is that that new movie from Uwe Bull? <laughs> no, no. Oh, this is just as high quality as that, though. <laughs> I don't want to hear this after I heard all this hype about Dead Island. It's supposed to be the most awesome thing ever. Oh, Manny is so down uh, on Dead Island now. <laughs> that, brings, that brings eyes and traffic to the website with a, the final product. <laughs> Say that again? I don't get that. coverage <laughs> with... Oh, uh, I'm- I, I'm not confusing coverage with all the love you were giving it at E3. I, I, I did get the impression oh, I that... Had, wait, wait. I, I will not... Go ahead, Chris. I, I'm sorry. I would just want to say I did get the impression at E3 that you did like the game. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, a lot. And I, I, I won't deny that experience. I had a great experience at E3, mainly because I was sitting next to some great people from PlayStation Nation. We were having fun telling jokes to each other. I mean, we we played for 45 minutes. So that's on obviously not enough time to see the real mechanics that the game had to offer. But for those 45 minutes, yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was mm-hmm. one of the more fun times I had at E3. I'm not going to lie and deny that now. I, you know, and I think bringing Glenn Percival from PlayStation Nation with you for any PlayStation game you play is always a good idea. So that's what I'm going to recommend now for the rest of 2012. Get Glenn from PlayStation Nation to play it with you. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean... It will make it better. <laughs> they didn't deliver, but what I played at... E3 was a fun experience. I hope the entire game would be that 40, those 45 minutes of fun throughout the entire thing, and it wasn't, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and that's why it ultimately failed. Hmm. And someone's making a cocktail in the background, it sounds like. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, so I'm sorry, Mike. You're going to have to deal with the fact that Manny, after playing the rest of the game, formed a more full opinion and decided it wasn't that good. You want to know what? I also was enjoying Dead Island for like the first half of the first chapter when we were actually in the resort area. I was enjoying it then too. And then you left the resort area. So that's a game that needed to not be over five hours? Oh, you know what? Talk about earlier thing. If that game would have ended at Act 1, I would have walked away thinking that was a B title. Wow. (laughs) I walked away thinking it's an F now. Maybe it's... (laughs) So the, maybe okay, I'm not the C, but still. How about DLC? You want some DLC? A positive, C. positive C, a high C. A Kool Aid Man busted in and said, "Oh yeah, no, all right." Hey, all I'm saying, man, is sometimes too much of a bad thing. <laughs> I think you're saying you can have too much of a bad thing. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, I, I didn't know. All right, I thought that's not what this how the old saying went. All right. Uh, so, 
Atlas has been teasing people for a while with uh, all these silly clues about their new game, and they're purposely picking things like it starts with a G, it ends with an R, and all this other crap, um, PSP RPG, uh, in order to cause confusion between people of whether or not they're going to be releasing Grow Lancer or Gunnir for the PSP. And it turns out we got the news this week, and I was wrong. It turns out it is Grow Lancer, and it will not be... Uh, it's not going to be both Girl Lancer and Good Year like I thought it was going to be. I thought that that was the whole. Me, Chris. I thought that was the clever clip, trick of the whole thing. It was like, ha, we lied. We're getting two. Ah, okay. But no, it's Girl Lancer. Yeah, Michael, come down on this guy. Bring the hammer. On what? Oh, you suck. The yeah, fact you, you no, completely I mean... disagreed with me when I brought it up. So. I'm trying to remember what I'm disagreeing about. Was it the fact they weren't going to do it, or was it the fact that they weren't going to do both? I, that, I thought they were going to do both, and that's why they're being so clever with their clues. Oh, yeah, and I, I, like I said, I thought, and you all were down on me for this, is that they were seeing if both of them were going to even be wanted. Because I get the feeling that they were going to do Gungnir, but they weren't sure about Growlancer. You think and it was so the other way? They, I think they had to announce one. So one had already be made as a deal. And that's the one that they went with. And so when they announced the one, that told me which one they were working towards and then trying to feel out the other one. Now, yes, I did originally think that they were working on Growlancer and then trying to feel out Gungnir. But <clears throat> whatever they announced first is what they were working on. You, like you said, you can't just like, well, we're going to kind of make a publishing deal if this goes well. Nobody's right. going to fly for that. Fair enough. Okay, so this is... Uh, oh, Growlancer 4, called Growlancer 4 Overreloaded in Japan. It's a PSP remake of the original Growlancer 4, which was released in Japan in 2003. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Bad things. No Japanese voice acting. Boo. The costs are too prohibitive to provide English voices for all the games, dialogue, as well as license the Japanese voices. So they're just providing English voices. Sorry. Which really I sucks. It oh doesn't well. hurt me at all. It does to me. Because they never get I know, because... Wow. I, I don't think they're going to put a Persona budget behind this PSP game, Mike. Do you? I don't think that there's... I mean, granted, we don't have the voice acting <clears throat> uh, spread that Japan has, but I don't think that I would just call them all bad actors. But they can't do... Oh, oh. Sorry, we have requests for that in the chat room. <laughs> all right. I don't well, that's know a, That's a meme you. now on our show. Japanese voiceover reactions. I, uh, that sort of stuff. Right. Well, you know that... Eh, sound that they eh. all do, that they always do. Yeah, yeah, I I actually I used to think that was some kind of myth, and then I actually went to school in Japan, and they do actually yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. Seriously, I, I think I double taked so hard I got whiplash. It's I've just, had I've ow. I had an individual person do that to me while I was in Japan, and was like, "Wow, this is real." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's really quite scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's all over their media, by the way, like all their. All their shows are like it's these some, pseudo some, talk shows it, sort yeah, of things. Yeah, I was going to say, it's some cultural thing yeah. that's basically completely and utterly incomprehensible to anyone who wasn't raised Japanese. So, they like yeah. large vocal crowd reactions. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's part of it. 
whatever fortune summoners we talked last week about how it should have been out last week and it's not it's a pushback to january 24th in case you were looking for it that's from Car- carpe Folger, the people who brought over um no see this um, is a game you should have been Chantilly's like you know, and almost indie item shop game yeah, I should have. You're right, because this is indie. Um, $25 was the original price. Going to be $20 now. So you save some money by waiting a week. That you didn't have a choice in. Yeah, you didn't have a choice, but there you go. 20 bucks now. Trails in the Sky. Uh, everyone liked this PSP game, apparently, who played it. It's coming to smartphones, but not by Exceed. Area Games is going to put this one out on smartphones. And we don't so understand yet if they're going to reuse the uh, XE localization or if they have to redo it all. But we do know they're going to bring out all three ver- uh, chapters of the game because apparently Trails in the Sky is the first of a trilogy. XE apparently is still working on the second part of that trilogy for a PSP release, but we have had no further details on that. And we don't know when these smartphone versions of Trails in the Sky will be out. Uh, so that's, uh, But that's the news. It's interesting. Uh, is this going to make you get Trails in the Sky, Mike? I already have Trails in the Sky. Oh. I got the one with the soundtrack and everything. I assume it'll be a lot cheaper this way, but uh, I still kind of want to play it on a PSP. No, see, because it kind of makes me wonder, like, maybe they'll release the trilogy in a whole bunch of chapters, and then they'll get their money's worth. Ah. Uh, what do you think, Manny? Would jump on Trails in the Sky if it's out for iPhone, iPod Touch? on my iPhone? Sure. <laughs> I see. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm glad someone did that. I was so trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, tits in the palm of my hand? <clears throat> so more than oh. oh. You already had that on the PSP. Ghostlight. Got some news about them over in Europe, bringing over uh, kind of lesser titles. And they, they've sure got it with Fate Extra. So... John, you'll be able to play Fate Extra on your PSP soon, thanks to Yay. Ghostlight. You looking forward to that? I think we rated it, what, one and a half out of five? Two and a half? <laughs> I thought we'd give it a 2.5. But, uh, you know, Woo-hoo. I remember, actually, we gave two it a 2.5, right. but um, the guy, uh, it, was Neko, uh, it was Neko who reviewed it, said that um, you should probably still play it as long as you're a fan of the Nasuverse, which I kind of am, but tangentially. Of the what-verse? NASA, as in the universe that uh, the universe that covers uh, Fate Stay Night and Tsukihime. Right. Yeah. Because they take place in the same universe. Oh, I'm all over that, except not. I said my my interest in it comes from playing Multi Blood. So this goes back where I'm sleeping through this conversation. No idea what John's talking about anymore. Uh, I didn't understand half your. Anime. Someone Melody needs to Blood make a guide. A, uh, How to get into the NASAverse. Here's what you read. Here's what you watch. Here's what you play. Is this like the Cosmosphere? Maybe. Mm. You don't know what I'm talking about either. Nope. Uh, now I know how Quinn feels. Uh, anyway. Let's see. Ooh. Awkward silence. Yes, no what kidding. Can, while, what while says I love you better than a Reaper invasion? That's the question Mass Effect 3 wants you to answer because on February 14th, the PC 360 and PlayStation 3 demo of Mass Effect 3 will be available. Will it be better than the PAX demo? Um, 
I don't know. Could be the that same. Like, oh, that would be depressing. Yeah. Here, you're in something. Shoot stuff. <laughs> okay. Why? And oh, by the way, because the Shepherd. reason you play this demo, even if you don't <clears throat> want to play Mass Effect 3, is to unlock for armor King. for Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Which, see, that that's the one you want, because you do want those nice stabby By the way, blades. in I... Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning demo, you also unlock armor for Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. So it's, it's both games unlock Ooh. stuff in both games, it seems like. So you do need to play the demo of both. Oh, I was going to anyway. And... Pre-order the game not from Steam for Amalur Reckoning because there's better pre-order options elsewhere. Though I know Steam is very convenient. But you get more, like, more packs if you easy. go to Amazon or Walmart and stuff like that. See, I, I'm getting so tired of this. I'm, it's also I'm 10 bucks like, less, nine, 9 bucks less on Amazon. What? Th- this was the discussion we had on 13. It was the same stupid crap. It's like, do I get it here? Do I get it there? Do I get it here? Or do I just buy it $10 cheaper on Amazon? I don't know. I think the big choices are Amazon and Best Buy. That's what it is for, for, for pre-orders this time. Yeah. For pre-orders. Now, if you're getting the collector's thing, you get it straight from them, and then you get your soundtrack <clears> and all that crap. If you don't care about the collector's goodies, which as I look at more and more Amalur, I do not, because um, I, I don't care about the music, and I don't care about the print they've got, and I won't use the map because they have a good map system and game, so screw all the collector's edition crap. It's about the pre-order bonuses. Because they actually give you stuff you can use in game. Oh, GameStop. But, so it's GameStop and 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 Amazon then. Yeah. It just makes me feel like is this the same stuff where like, well, Dragon Age gave me some cool stuff until I actually got real gear. Yeah. And then I'm all, sure all the that writhing about whichever gear I yeah. ended up getting, I didn't really care anyway because it all sended as inventory. No, minus one. no. Actually, let me read you the items. I will tell right. you why they're better. Because they. Then, no, th- no, seriously. Check this out. In Okay, in both ga- if you pre-order it anywhere, you get a bunch of weapons. Okay? So okay. you start out with a bunch of weapons that Pre-order are slightly more weapons. powerful. So we'll skip that You're part. Right. Because... You will level past those, they will not matter. All right. Right. If you pre-order at GameStop, you get a Twist of Fate card, a Compass of Fate and three armor sets. Okay, armor sets again, we don't care about. Twist of Fate card is one unique the Twist of Fate cards are kind of the bonuses you get, but depending on what you've specced into, you can equip this card. This card gives you bonuses. That oh, can no, be no, useful. No, I think the Twist of Fate is permanent, a permanent uh, uh, boost to your stats. Well, that's not how Twist of Fate cards work. Yeah, remember, if, if you go to all of the lore stones in a particular area and you get the entire set of lore stones, you get a Twist oh. of Fate, which okay, is I like a, do that. A, a bonus to your thing. Okay, so you get a permanent bonus to your stats, apparently. So that's good. And the Compass of Fate, which is actually going to be a long-term use item that you can like do stuff with. I don't know what, but I can... <laughs> this sucks, because GameStop and um, EA have not said what it does in any place that I can find. Yay! But if you go to Amazon, you get a dowsing rod, which reveals the hidden locations of valuable potion-making ingredients. So basically, you have this, you see them all on your map. So that also... So you don't get any of the other or stuff. You don't get the fate, Twist of Fate. You don't get the armor. But you get this n- useful item for finding potion-making ingredients. And can I just a, go buy potions? Yeah. I mean, of course. granted, it's an RPG, so I'm not expecting to actually use items at any point. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah you, you at least need heal potions for when you're fighting. Okay, so this is, this is one of those weird games where they want you to use items. I don't well, understand I mean, this game anymore. You could reload every time. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> well, no, I'm just one of those things that's like that. That was. Oh, we'll, talk about it later. we'll talk about, about it later. We'll talk about these things. Oh, when we talk about the demo, we'll talk about it, all that. <clears throat> Hyperdimension oh, Neptunia I'll... news, February twenty fourth in Europe, twenty eighth in America. That's uh, apparently the first time we've had a date, even though Michael thinks we already talked about the date on a we previous had podcast February, or something. And right. then, well, they, well they now we know it's the end of February. February. <laughs> yeah, so end of February, February Neptunia Mark II. No, no idea if it's going to actually be good this time. So Quinn will let us know because he has yes. four day head start. Because he gets four day head start. That's right. I'll I'm sure he'll watch as his housemate plays up. it. Yeah, I've got no personally got no real interest in playing it. Well, still, like it. that'll be better than any interest that we have. Probably. <clears throat> okay, yep. and one more thing. Diablo 3. Would um, you have found this without me? That's what I want to know. No, I would not. Though they did speak <laughs> of it on another podcast I listened to last night. So maybe what, the Diablo 3 thing? Yeah, the Diablo yeah. 3 news. Oh, we've been talking about Thursday. this in the IRC for days. Yeah, but we haven't posted it on our site. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, I think it's kind of nuanced, isn't it? Or yeah, but the, it, there's one important implication. But first, the How news. I've been talking about it for days when it came out in two days ago. Well, whatever. They yeah, released a bunch of info about what stuff they change in the game. So those changes are like they're getting identification scrolls. They got rid of some of the stuff that's going to keep you from having to go back to the town. They're making it really easy to go back to the town, so the town will be a big focus again. Do your identification and stuff there. No, not the identification, but do your item selling and crap there. But it will make it really easy to go back to town. Um, they've changed stuff of the blacksmith and the mystic, blah, 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 blah. They've gone to stats of strength, dex, intellect, and the vitality. See, and that, instead of the old system, people really like this change because it makes it feel like the old games, unless there's a counterpoint to that. Because I was reading what the stats do or yeah. are going to do. Yeah. And my first question was, what the heck did they do before? Because this actually makes sense. Yeah, well... It was different before, and people. I heard a lot of complaints about them, and I see I, yeah. some positive reaction to this one. So that's good. But none of that is is important as the overall idea that they are making core changes to the game systems at this point, which means the game isn't this done. Is, which and it's well, be it means even longer till we get this game. What it means is there's going to be another beta. Yep. Because and, you can't have a beta. And then change your core thing and still have a beta. So what happened basically is now they've had an alpha. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! no. It's a uh, wait, it's wait, wait, a Blizzard wait. style beta. Blizzard betas they actually change stuff. Right now, all of, they're just adding this into patch ten. Okay. Just patching because yeah, the beta's the still going. Announced. It's just going to patch ten. Yeah. And that oh, I thought they had finished the beta. The one oh, thing I'll say so. to make people not worry about the release date being pushed back so far is these sorts of changes. Well, maybe not the stats. But a lot of these other sorts of changes um, are things that they would change if their game came out anyway, if they really felt they needed to. So I don't know if that's going to stop too much stuff just because I don't know if this really interrupts. I don't know. I don't know if it causes a big of a delay as people are thinking it might. Well, people were thinking early tw- Q1 2012. Yeah. That's probably not like- going to happen. That that would No. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't know who was thinking that because it just wasn't going to happen. Oh, because everyone was thinking because they said we're pushing it to early next year. And like when you think that the game is going to come out at the end of 2011, if, and they say Blizzard, oh, it's delaying for a little bit. No, that's true. If Blizzard tells me the beginning of next year. I immediately think June because it's Blizzard. So here's my question you know, to you, Mike: Is is do you think June is still possible with these level of changes? There's not that much here. I mean, I don't know. 
it's a nice long list. Yeah. But when you look at it, we're changing this mechanic that people weren't using anyway. The removal of whatever, you know. I mean, it's you were saying how it's a big button. deal, but in, it's right. Quick things like that. Oh, town portals, yeah. UI changes, portals, things like that. None of this is really big. The stats thing, you're changing an algorithm. They're I'm changing sorry. some key components of their customization system, though, and that could have really I, long-reaching impact. It No, it's going to have really long testing cycles. It's not going to have, like, really hard coding. So, okay. I, I mean, what but, they but said the is problem coming out, is, 10, so here's which is the coming thing. out relatively soon. The assumption right? is you're not going to get it right the first time you do a change like this. You're going to have to do well, a testing cycle. And then, yeah, exactly. But it takes a long time to refine. Oh, they won't. They'll launch before they refine this. Hmm. They may get a couple iterations, but they're not going to refine this until six months after it's out. You know that. Well, the. The chance is still I, there that they might try this out and decide they don't like this either and change it big again, and that will cause even further delays. If they do are, that, they can't missing, make June. Right. I think you guys are missing two big things, though. Is that yeah. repeatedly in this statement from Jay Wilson, he says there's a lot of work left to be done repeatedly, and they ha- they're not even ready to talk about all the major changes they're doing to the skill and the rune systems. <laughs> We're like quote direct quote. We are also working on a number of other large system changes, specifically with the skill and rune systems. We're not quite ready to share what those are just yet, but we look forward to being able to do so in the near future. And at the start of that very paragraph, there's still a lot of work left to be done, though. They said that for StarCraft Two within the last year as well, though. Yeah, I mean, there can be a lot of work left to be done, and that's just that they're entering crunch. And you know what crunch means? It means ninety-hour work weeks. Maybe, except I, I I keep on thinking that these these guys have repeatedly said, oh, like it was an interesting conversation we had in in our RPG IRCs how um every single BlizzCon that you they had they've had like gameplay session panels has they're kind of irrelevant and there's almost no point to even watching them because a month later everything they said is completely null and void and mm. then, so it's like not even between not even saying from BlizzCon to BlizzCon I'm talking about. The BlizzCon a couple months later, Gnome Void, and then they'll elaborate on the changes that they made from, since the last BlizzCon in the next panel, and then they'll change that again, and then they'll be – it's just – it's ridiculous. I mean it, I think the biggest complaint people are having is like at this late in the game, you guys are still – I mean changing such major features, such major – but I, I don't know, man. At this point – I don't know. At this point, I think you just have to get hands off and just say, if I'm in the beta, I'll keep on playing every now and then, or otherwise, when it comes out, I'll see you then. Until then, I just, I kind of don't care anymore. I think, um, I think we're just kind of seeing what Blizzard always does. And, I mean, I remember all the talk about the StarCraft 2 delays. You know, it was, well, it's never going to come out. It's never going to, you know, people just start saying, well, it's never going to come out. And then it came out. And then they passed a few times, and everyone was happy. And I just see the same thing. Diablo 3 will never come out. It'll never come out, never come out. And, you know, I don't think it's any shock, and yet it continues to be this high news that Blizzard can't ever make a release date. Okay. I think the problem Neither is that could... we're all listening to their estimates. I mean, we keep Neither... on, like... Well, no. I mean, see, I'm not. They said early. I said June. 
You're you right, know? and that's the right attitude. You have the the exact right attitude. Everyone else is like they're listening to every little thing they say. Oh, we're don't worry. We'll just we'll do a little bit, a little small delay, a little bit longer. We're just changing this thing. And you're absolutely right, Michael. You should just be. You know what? It'll be out when it's out, and then no one will even remember how much it was delayed. Exactly. And, you know, I guess I got well-trained with working designs so that this just, just became easy for me to be like, oh, you said this, uh, you mean this. You know, yeah, that's just kind of how I think next year. I think maybe a wow. lot of the is that yeah. they're so candid at BlizzCon that you think, okay, so like from, let's say, 2009, we've changed everything in the game. This is how it works now. And you spend like two hours talking about that. And you're like, oh, wow, you really are hard at work. And then like two months later, we changed all that stuff. We made a post about it. And then you get to the next BlizzCon. All that stuff we said we changed. Here's what we changed to that. And it's like a whole new system. No more skill points. They're like, wow, wow, it's insane. Here's, here's kind of my feeling on how Blizzard is right now. Yeah. They're making so much money on WoW. They can do whatever they want with these games. If and they're they, right. And actually, they're doing. If they were actually needing to make money... We'd be on Diablo 5 by now. <laughs> yeah. They, they would have released Diablo 3 as whatever they had in 2007 or whatever. They would have released Diablo 4 in 2009, and we'd be on Diablo 5. But they don't need the money. I kind of wish so they just money. wouldn't announce the game. Why did they need I, to announce Diablo 3? What did they need they hype for? They thought they were ready. They thought they were ready. They must, they, have, they must have did it only they so won. they could start a beta. I'm, I'm with Chris on this one. I've, why did you have to renounce it in 2008, for goodness sake? Yeah. <laughs> to give you yeah, a reason it, to go buy a BlizzCon virtual ticket. I say you announce it the same day you start the beta. I understand you need a public beta. If that's your reason, go ahead and announce it. Otherwise, don't tell us. Just let us know when it's out. Do, do like an Apple. Yeah, it's out today. People go crazy. You don't need hype for a Blizzard game. What are you, crazy? I think this is all crap. All that stuff about we need a pre-release and we need a pre-marketing schedule leading up to the game's release. It's all BS. It's frustrating. People who are making jobs for themselves in the game industry. Well, I told you that this, not just the gameplay, the game itself is taking itself way too seriously. This is the second coming or something. And I'm just like, it's Diablo 3. It's 10 years or something after Diablo 2, and you guys are still futzing around with it. You know, get it done. They weren't working on it for 10 years. No, 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 but I'm saying... It's been ten years since you've released this series. Does it have to be perfect? You know, the um, funny thing is, Chris, in a, in a weird way, they had been working on it for ten years. Uh, there was like at least two hundred iterations of what Diablo three was going to mm. be, and they and they completely true. scrapped one. I they they released the idea. I'm going off of Mike here, and I don't know is that they felt done with their first two games, and they don't feel done with this one yet. And they're not comfortable um, releasing games that they're not feel gun. And the first two games the, the, were fantastic classics. If you don't release it when you actually feel it's done, you're not going to get that. I, I think I what they've gotten now and gotten to the point where they're living up to an expectation they can't reach. Because what? they're thinking... No, that's, that that every... doesn't make sense. You could have said the same thing about StarCraft 2 and that came out and it was really good. It was really. It took good. them forever to release StarCraft Two. Yeah, but but with StarCraft Two, they're they're sort of building on what was already and kind of refining what was already there. It seems like with with D three, they're they're rethinking what a Diablo game should and can't. Right. Be. It, Which is, don't you think that's a really hard thing to do? Because nobody's well, see, done that really. Here's the thing I'm seeing, and you know I'm going to pull in Final Fantasy Thirteen here. They do Final Fantasy Thirteen. They do something completely different, and it gets crapped on. Diablo 3 started out completely different, and the more they change it, the more it goes back to Diablo 2. 
Yeah, but maybe they and if that's, that's maybe they know want. that it's not going to be good because they've had other people test that they had other people try it and they're like you know what? this really isn't as fun as Diablo 2 and they said okay we'll scrap it we'll start over all right and that's I have a strange I'm, suspicion. I, I'm saying where if they needed the money they would not be able to just scrap it they would release it they'd go with it and they would listen to all the feedback and then they'd make Diablo 4 they are so set on making this the perfect game for everyone who loves Diablo 2 no, Without it but making Blizzard Diablo doesn't do that. Too. They don't release a game oh, that's no, no, no. half good just to make the next one. There's no reason they, to do that. Th- no, there's not half good. There's, it's, it will never reach the expectation that they want. They have waited so long. Well, that, you, okay, I, I'm arguing against this mystical expectation that we can't quantify, so I don't even know how to respond Three to that. years of missed <laughs> expectations or this game would be out. So they don't like what they've got. They don't feel comfortable releasing it. Then why did they make it? Because they thought it'd be good, and it didn't turn out to be as good as they thought. And I, I, I don't know. Isn't there? They're, they're basing this on a very just because small... the rest of the industry goes for a while and says this is good enough, let's release it. We'll fix it in the sequel. Doesn't mean they have to. No, no, no. That's the problem is you think it has to be fixed before you've even released it. Then yes, you're doing it wrong. But if you had a good solid idea and you went for it. And you release it. What is wrong with that? That you thought it was a good idea it because that's not what Blizzard idea. does for game development. They don't like stopping at solid ideas. They like having perfect execution of their solid idea. But maybe that's a, but it's I, totally to different des- design philosophy. But I, I think a lot of the problems don't the, need the money. Hey, we're right. kind of ignoring the frustration of these of the, these fans who are on the D three fan sites, like almost every day, checking for news but and interacting with Bashiak on the forums and yeah. I mean, this community, I, just, I feel like Mike, they're, they're, it's getting. How do you think they got the into a position now. where they don't need money? Because it's because of this design MMO philosophy. That everyone likes. No. Yeah, no, that they kept delaying and delaying and delaying and delaying and delaying and delaying. How long was WoW delayed? I don't remember. Exactly. It because like it wasn't. Four years it was and no one fixed expected it. After. When they needed to make the money, they released WoW, and then they fixed it, and then they fixed it in expansion, and now they continue to change it and modulize it and make everything they can out of WoW because it's the only thing that's keeping them going. But WoW was good enough to attract players to begin with, such that they had the money to improve the game. Every MMO starts with a lot of players. No, they don't all launch with that many players. No, because they built on the three solid Warcraft games. Exactly. And how did those games get such a reputation, Mike? Warcraft 3 was patched how many times? Yeah, and so was Diablo 2. Diablo 2 got patches a couple years ago. Exactly. They used to release the games and then fix them as people played them. Now they're trying to just fix them before they even release them. See, Boyle degrees with me. They polished the crap out of WoW. When it came out, it was garbage. No, I played the beta in it before. WoW, and I was, it was yuck. He's so wrong is talking to you. No. Yeah, <laughs> he's talking no. about you. <laughs> they released it, and then they polished the crap out of it. <laughs> they, did they did both. See? All right. Well, WoW had an attraction that helped it beat EQ2, and then they said, okay, this is, all right, now we need to make it even better. Let's keep going. You know, seeing EQ2, I can't see how that was hard to do. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. They also beat Final I mean, Fantasy XI. Final Fantasy XI was never going to make it over here. I don't know why anybody yeah, calls close. that a decent <laughs> argument. <laughs> right. Okay, Final Fantasy XI 
is not designed for us. It is. It was hard to play. It was hard to use. It was hard to win. Nobody here likes hard games. That is not your genre. Okay? You want to argue Dark Souls? Tell me when it sells five million. All right? Nobody likes hard games in this country. Okay, okay, we're not we don't we're not talking about this right now. Um, <laughs> no, I'm saying you you want to you want to argue that. No, I That's don't. I don't want to argue that. I don't want to argue that. I want to talk about um, Diablo three. So Diablo three, no. I'm no. all for it taking three more years. years. Make it good. See? That's good for. I don't care. <laughs> Every Diablo fan on the planet now wants to lynch you from a tree. I know. <laughs> oh. I just want I, a good I, game. I don't, I don't care about a middling sequel. I want a good game. Oh. Okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just read that. Uh, they book, they're they're, gonna get they have the, the chance point. to do what I think most other game developers should do well, instead of releasing this crap just because the. I mean, we have the guy up in the. Okay, it's not. So, people are yelling at the Skyrim to do in the same thing. They should have kept going on and fixed all the bugs. Well, they're gonna do that here. Okay, there's a difference between releasing a game that doesn't work and releasing a design that doesn't work. Okay, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, Boyle has a good thing. He says it's not a concept. Take your time on every game. Build a reputation for awesomeness. And then every game you put out will be the bestseller and you make more cash in the long run. Now, that's a neat idea, except you are getting so long between games that they you're going care, to lose though. your core audience. No, they're going to do, do it this care. way. Yes, they are going <laughs> to do it this way. They're going to do and it this way. I, they don't care. <laughs> and they lose some people along the way to Torchlight 2. I mean... You know, funny, though, Torchlight is... Two is a reason they can take another year, because people have that to play in the meantime. <laughs> but, but you know what's funny is most of the content of the game is like the actual content of the game is done. Like the acts are done, yeah. the story's done, the cinematics are done. And pretty speaking much of Torchlight Two, aren't they doing the same thing? Where the hell's that game's release? They never gave a release. Uh, yeah, they've gave release windows. No, before, Max. A number Max of them always said it is done when it's done. No, he is actually given time frames on camera. Max opens his that, mouth too much. We got it. And he gets yeah, he says too much. <laughs> well, yeah. And then they realize, well, this isn't good enough, and they keep working on it. <laughs> and there's a studio that really could use the money too, except I guess they got Perfect World behind them. Maybe they don't. But Yeah, once you get bought by – well, that might be part of the thing too. Perfect World might be saying it's not ready. I don't know. Hmm. Um, or – I don't know. See, I don't know enough about... That's another thing is I think Blizzard talks too much. See, I guess I don't mind Blizzard taking doing this weird experimental thing of just never releasing a game and keep going for perfection because no one else is doing it, so someone should. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And other companies that didn't do that will be successful and they'll be proved See, right in the end. The last company that I recall that did exactly what, the, what um Oh, don't Blizzard say did. working design. Yeah. They would delay they, it They forever. weren't even making the de- damn game. No, and that was even worse. It doesn't even count. They were just it's not their game to fix. Yeah. <laughs> they would fix it. They would make changes to the game. 3D Realms. There you go. Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> and how good did that game turn out? Yeah. They didn't even finish it. <laughs> they didn't finish so it. They You heard it here first, it people. Up. We're going to move on to now playing, but the summary statement is... Diablo 3 is the next Duke Nukem forever. <laughs> the end. <laughs> wow. Have you played any Diablo 3 beta lately? Not lately, no. Okay. You should try this um, update 10 if, when it comes out. When it comes out, I'll try it. 
Actually have you been playing anything else lately? Uh, well, I did start playing Ash and Ash 2. Because oh, you I did? Because I get some impressions on Ash 2. Um, so I first played Ash because I figured finish for a buck I can afford to. Yeah, I finished an iPhone game in two days. No. Okay, oh. I played about an hour of each. You say that like it's not possible. Uh, there are plenty of iPhone games you could do that. <laughs> people are telling me this is really a full-fledged RPG. Like, this is going to take me like 15 hours. All right, so first question for uh, iPhone RPG, how annoying is the D-pad? Um, in the first Ash, I do not use the D-pad. Oh. I just use touch and tap around, and everything works great, and I have rather good time with it. It's clearly designed for a touch interface without a D-pad. You can turn it on. I have not bothered to do so yet. Um, okay. I like the menus. I like how everything's done. Um, Grant doing the re- um, the remade Ash because I don't have the original. But whatever they did at the end of 2011 is nice. I like it. It's really fun. Um, so then I went to Ash 2, and I'm having such problem hitting the touch targets with my finger, I did have to turn on the D-pad just to talk to people. Um, this game, it looks like Ash was made for the iPhone and Ash 2 was made for the iPad. Ah. The fonts are too small. The menus are badly designed for an iPhone. Uh, I just have trouble reading it. And the text itself is fine. But like when you're reading like the attack menus or the special attack options or even buying stuff in the shop, you're just like squinting at your little screen going like, what does that say? So very disappointed in the UI design for Ash 2. Um, the story so far, it started with a nice prologue that I didn't understand because I haven't finished Ash. So that was kind of like, oh, okay. And now I'm wandering around. Yeah, I, I penitently wandered around a good three or 400 miles before finding the next thing I was supposed to do, which is walk into a castle and find some guy run away from me. And that's as far as I've gotten. Um, I do mm -hmm. not hate the D-pad. I don't really find that big of a problem with it. Um, so I haven't played any other games with the D-pad, so I'm not really that, you know, oh my gosh, this is like, better or worse d-pad than say you know secret of mana or whatever so i don't know it doesn't seem to bother me i'm just more annoyed by the fact that i can't read half the stuff on the screen got it so is the story uh, any good the story so far is your typical for ash it's you know it's very early it's the guy wandering around he's just being some smug little i'm a i'm gonna be a quote hero because you know i need money so I'm not really here all more of a mercenary, but he likes feeling good about himself, and that's as far as I've gotten. In the second one, it really had this dark foreboding, this you know, bad crap is going to happen and you better fix it. So I do like the start of Ash 2 better, but I don't know if that's because Ash 1 ended that way and something happened or if there is something the bad that's happened between the years between the two games. So I kind of okay. feel I'm missing something. Well, yeah, you didn't finish the first game. <laughs> Right, and I don't want to what a shock. take the time to finish the first game before running impression on the second game because that would make my impression like next month. So, um, okay, well, that might be a valid criticism then. Not good for new entries to the series. Yeah, but I mean, you know, not not all sequels can actually not be sequels like most of the JRPGs we yeah. play. <laughs> um, other than that, a lot of Dungeon Defenders. Um, I played uh, a lot of that with you, too. I don't know if we talked mm -hmm. about it last week. We probably did. Well, I wasn't here, me so... Me and Anna. Yeah, I know, but me and Anna did. 
Yeah, what's your I've favorite got a part of Dungeon now. Defenders? Uh, my favorite part of Dungeon Defenders is it's a tower defense game that I can do something in. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I, my problem with Dungeon uh, with tower defense is I build something, it gets run over, and well, that that's kind of the end. I don't have time to react. I don't have time to do anything. I'm just kind of like, well, I'm screwed. You know, if my defense fails, I can still kill stuff. You know, I can I can man the front lines basically. Like, well, that block didn't work, so I'm just gonna kill everything at the end of this wave and then figure out how to fix it. You know, it's it gives me a chance to fix my mistakes, unlike most tower defense games. Um, it also the fact that. Just having the combat phase is, is more interesting. I mean, I've never at once thought, boy, I should play Dungeon Defenders on pure strategy and just see what the heck happens. That just doesn't even occur to me. You know, I'll do it mm-hmm. probably for the achievement. But to me, it's going to be like, well, what's the point of this? You're taking away the core mechanic that makes this game more interesting. This is what got me into Smite at PAX was, oh, wow, it's kind of a defense thing, but it's more like an action fighting game. And, you know, and then you get all the, the cool pets and the, you know, um, the neat gear and all that. I do wish the gear showed. I mean, kind of your weapon is the only thing. Kind of like, eh, whatever. Especially since it seems most of their added on content hasn't really been thought out that well. Are you playing on PC? Yeah. So do you have any of those, uh, so there aren't any, like, special costumes from those Steam sales or anything? I thought they had special, there are like, only special costumes. costumes for the four classes but then they added the four uh other classes which are like modified versions of the original four but there's no costumes for them so it's like they kind of were like neat we're gonna make some costumes and they release new content and they don't make costumes for half their classes it's kind of weird so you know i'm just that's one of my things where it's like well it's not really thought out but you know for two bucks i'm not going to complain that much um I really like it. It's almost addicting. <laughs> you start doing survival and you just want to see how far you can go. And um, The biggest problem with survival is you start fighting 6,000 character waves and it takes you 45 minutes. And you're just kind of like, okay, is this all going to hold? Yep, okay, let's run around and kill stuff and you keep track of stuff. But I really like it. The story was, yeah, whatever. It was a story. And yeah. it's like, we, we we made a story so you would keep playing, but it's not like that's why you were playing. So, that, you know, you don't look for that kind of thing. Overall, I think it's fun. Right. I need to play the expansion. Do you find I've it fun it's... to play by yourself? Because I only have fun um, with that I... game while I play with other people. I do, actually, because this is kind of what draws me into... Um, I guess it drew me into 12. It was like, in Final Fantasy 12, I wasn't ever excited about the grind. I was excited about how perfect i can make my gambits you know i have this weird attack so for me it's like playing by yourself was like well this time i could use that squire's ability or that squire's block there or i could use the monks here you know you just kind of like you get to play with things you know the worst that happens is you lose well you lost you still got your xp you still got your mana whatever you know so i get i get a chance to kind of mess with things and create the perfect survival scenario and then i can say all right now i can go with my friends we can all get a lot of xp and have a lot of fun so I do play by myself, and it also helps me level up characters that I know people don't want me to sit there with a the level 30 and go, well, I'm just going to sit here and, you know, go off here and read this book or whatever. Um, also, if you're not a high level, 
chances are you'll join someone else's game. They'll just kick you. So watch out for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the one thing I do not like is they make this nice, smooth level one to seventy. It's a nice grind. Um, you know, pretty easy to do. You're usually getting a level per, uh, you know, good setup. So it's not that bad. And then from 71 to 74, they decided, well, that was fun. We're done with that. So it takes 3 million XP to reach level 71. And it takes 32 million XP to reach level 74. Nice. Yeah, that's a little math there that kind of blew my mind. Eh, like you really need those levels. Um, you do, because level 74 has the mythic weapons, which are then even better than the godly weapons you've been using for the last 14 levels. Well, they're giving you... Um Wow. I also find it strange that <clears throat> PC and console versions have different limits on your ability caps. Which I thought was strange because it makes me wonder are they different games because they shouldn't be. But PCs have the highest caps. So kind of made me wonder because we, re- we reviewed the console version on our site. But it seems like the console is like, um, oh. Release patches <clears throat> for the PC version and not so much for the console. I know, and that makes me wonder. It's like, hmm. Well, it would make sense. That's normal. Why? You would patch a 360 You can't just patch whenever you want on 360 and PS3. But you can do updates. Yeah, those have to be certed too. Hmm. All right. Well, anyway. That's my, uh, not what I've been playing. Cool. I have been playing Star Wars. Have you been playing Star Wars at all, John? Not really. Not really? Nah. We are level 20, me and Anna. We got our spaceships, and that's cool. We fly around wherever we want now. We can actually explore. I went to that Ilum planet where they're banning people, and there's, like, nobody there now. They, like, <laughs> patched all the fun stuff out uh, of them. Chris. That was just boring. I, don't you play on a PvE server anyway? <laughs> Yeah, but that doesn't matter. That's the that planet is global PvP. Yeah, I know, I know. But but it still. it was still really boring. Nobody's there. Like they've made it just bad instead of broken. <laughs> uh, um. Oh, I did try out PvP in the game, and it's actually kind of fun. Uh, short yeah, fifteen is. minute matches and back and forth, and it's really easy to like level up and get PvP gear in the game, and and experience. So they make it really easy if you want to. You can level and gear up your guys just by doing PvP content instead of having to do like all the leveling content. So it makes for a nice break, or you want to take a night and say, "I don't, I don't feel like doing more questing. I don't want to go tattooing today." You can just PvP instead. Yep, so. pretty much. Um, I, was, I, was, I had a question. It's a random, stupid yeah. question. Where does this take place in the Star Wars universe? Like, what time frame? 3,000 years before the first movie. Okay. <clears throat> or thereabouts. Because I knew it was somewhere earlier, but just, you know. It's like 40 years after KOTOR. Oh, okay. Which, it does make some of the comments when you visit Alderaan hilarious, though. So. Yeah. So you, 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 you just don't want to be there sort of 3,000 years down the line. Nope. <laughs> right. But for now, it's there. Yeah. Um... I- I, I see that. I, I don't know. That kind of what I would. It almost feels well, the old, like that kind of the old Republic's a good setting. It's a good setting. It's it's like 
basically ignore the time difference. Forget that because mm-hmm. you will never be able to reconcile that. That is mm. that is complete crappy writing. Just we need an excuse with same universe, same crap. It's Republic and Empire. Go, and once you let that go, right. and it's just Star Wars, then you could just have fun with it. Right. So that's that's my recommendation. Kind of makes me wonder why they pick such a far ahead time frame when apparently the, this is more like an eternal conflict than anything else. Eh, it's not really. It's for the sake of being able to write new fiction and games and books and stuff. They made this older public era. Uh huh. But I don't know if I'd say it's an eternal conflict. It just seems like I mean the two sides are always going to be this eternal conflict. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just what they're rolling with. I don't know. It's one of the conceits to make this era, I guess. Yeah. Mm. But I don't know. I just if think you, even past three hundred, four hundred years in the past would have been just as reconcilable as three thousand years in the past. Yeah, that I don't under, I don't know why they chose three thousand. Yeah. Okay. You need a Star Wars lore nerd, and I don't think you want to talk to a Star Wars lore nerd. I tried my wife. It's like a fun well. experience. <laughs> Say what? I said I tried talking to my wife about Star Wars, and that was scary enough. Did she know? Well, she didn't know about Knights of the Republic. She just knows everything about the six movies. Oh. Well, this is... Well, all right. Apparently, there's a good comic series set in this era and stuff, and it's like Star Wars... I don't know, The Old Republic, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. And other stuff going on, and... I'm just trying to remember whatever. where this was referenced in any of those movies. It's not. It was created after the movies. Uh, after the first three right. movies. They created, I believe, for the Bioware games. And then they went and ran with it for books and stuff. Huh. Alright, anyway. I thought for a while the books weren't even part of the universe. Oh, okay. So, this is where you didn't want to go. In theory, there are books that are canon. The problem is that Lucas kind of ignores some of them. They have to get approved, and then, and then I hear there's like A level and B level and C level canon. And when I heard that, I said, "I don't want to understand what that means. I'm not going down that road." Yeah, exactly. When you've got different levels of canon, you've gone too far. Well, this is okay unless, you know, Regulation B says that we can override, you know, Part C that, you know, oh, God. You know, I can just see that happening. I just don't want to know about it. Anyway, Star Wars has been fun still. Haven't gotten old of it. Hasn't gotten tired of it yet. Though I still feel bad I'm not playing enough Skyrim. I want to play more Skyrim. And Oh, we missed it. Oh, I played the Amalur demo. Duh. And? So who else played the Amalur demo? Anyone else? I will. I keep calling it Amalur. It's Reckoning, I guess. Kingdoms of Amalur, Reckoning, out on your PC, 360. I would stick with Amalur than Reckoning. It sounds more unique. It does. But they're going to use Amalur for their MMO as well. And Reckoning is oh, just for this game. Unique. Uh, okay, well, I'm, if I'm the only person who played Kingdoms of Amalur, I can tell you that it is a fun game. Mostly, actually, I don't know. I can tell you that it's like Fable. <laughs> Wow. I don't think it's like Fable. And then you can make your own decision. I, it feels just like just Fable with that. more it's loot. Like, uh... It doesn't feel like Fable at all. Yeah, it does. It feels exactly like, no, like it Fable. Doesn't. You're running around, you're beating no. people up with weapons, and you're doing crappy That's, quests for game, people. What game is that not? What game and it is has that no not? story. I, 
I'm oh, sorry, but there's oh, not many action RPG beat 'em ups, oh, and Fable is the one that, that comes to mind. That's not true at all. That's not true. It feels just like Fable to me. Okay, all right, and to me, it does not feel just like Fable. All right, what does it feel like? Well, because you didn't even know you can switch out your secondary weapon, Chris. Yeah, because they don't do a good job of teaching you anything about this game. It's a demo, not a tutorial. It's the de- it's it's the first. It's starting the game. They really? Because when I went playing. to change weapons, it said new weapons in both my secondary and primary slot, and then I just opened because it said new, and I put a new weapon in there. Yeah, they made me sound like only, the only stuff that goes in secondary slot is like range because of the way they taught that. Yeah, but did you? They're like, go put the I bow in like your secondary staff, slot. It's like, oh, and then okay. it, I opened up my second, and I opened up my inventory, and it said, "Hey, I have new inventory slots in here and here," and I opened it up and I put it in. Yeah, I did too. I had to have someone else tell me that I could put whatever I want in the second slot. I don't. Okay. Well, the game is just fabled. Anyway, once you do that, it makes the combat a lot better. <laughs> uh, playing with like staves and daggers, pretty cool. Yeah. What, a staff in one hand and a dagger in another? How does that um, even work? No, you switch on the fly, depending on what button okay. you hit on the controller. So, oh, so you get like... primary weapons, and the you know, whatever weapon you want, and your secondary weapon, which, whatever weapon you want. So you could be sword and daggers, daggers and staffs, arrows and chakrams, whatever. I don't know. And you'll be playing in combat, and you'll be fight, 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 fight with one, and then you switch so to the other one, the depending on the timing. I don't know. The Witcher has QTEs in its combat. I don't know. Not, not really. I mean, not in the way I'm thinking of QTEs now. I didn't play enough of The Witcher. Okay. But yeah, you're you're fluidly switching between your two weapons, and there's combos. The problem is they do a really crappy job of teaching the combos. You have to like go back to the menu and like try and memorize all these sequences of combos, and they're not intuitive at all. So I really don't like the combo play. It's like really hard to see them and learn them. But then if you actually get the timing down, it's really cool to execute them in the combat. Because it's stuff like attack, hold for a second, then attack, and then attack again. And um, it's kind of a neat system. So like you're not memorizing XXYB backslash forward half circle or anything like that. But it's all f- different random um button presses type of things so it's all rhythm based oh um what was that game like that jade empire had a lot of that yeah so you don't actually want to just pound a or x x and y or to combat buttons and so i was playing on pc with a magna carta too so. <clears throat> oh you weren't using a controller you're using a i was using controller oh, okay man did you all play right. on 360 yeah, I did play it on 360, and I had. Jeez. Hold on, I'm distracted by the chat. Uh, just ignore the chat for now. Jeez. <laughs> We're recording anyway. the show, not the chat. Yeah, I, I went to the staff <laughs> channel. And I was like, "Whoa, I'm totally hiding from the chat now." Let's <laughs> right. just ignore that for a while. So distracted, I can argue with Chris. No, I mean, it's like the way you say it, it's just fable, and then like that's the end of the description. Let's move on. That's that's doing the game a disservice. And doing people who actually might be interested in trying it out a disservice, too. I mean, so I, I take it you didn't like fable, and right? That's what I, I gather we've from made it. made fun of Lucifer. For uh, I didn't say anything about not liking fable. But then you're I like, oh, it's like fable. fable. They do a bad job of doing this. I didn't like the combo system. It's just fable. I never said the word bad. 
Oh, I did. So you repeatedly said how this is just basically fable, and then you talked about like ten more minutes about how you all the bad things in Reckoning. Right. Um, So does that imply that you don't like fable too? I I don't know, man. I think he just likes making fun of Peter Molyneux. Well, doesn't everybody? Well, yeah, but I mean, you especially like fable is never what he lives up to, so that's why you make fun of it instead of why is fable bad. So I actually don't know if you don't like Fable or not, because all you've talked about is how I don't know. The the problem is I don't know if I don't like Fable or not. So I really enjoyed Fable while I was playing it, but I can't get Mm. myself to go back to it and finish it. So I'm worried this is going to fall in the same category. Played all the demos of Fable, um, and it's never made me say, "Gee, I want to play this game." (laughs) So I've never got into Fable. So, I don't know. Okay. So, here's what I thought of it. Yeah. Straight up. Um, let's just, I mean, instead of just, like, let's just, let's go into it. You and I, let's just bounce off of each other and let's just say, let's just sort of go through this little demo and say what we think about these individual little pieces. Rather How than long just, is this demo? It's about, like, maybe, like, two hours. Yeah. So, they have a big tutorial area. And then once you get out of that, mm-hmm. they start a 45-minute timer. And when that timer oh, counts dear. down, they kick you out. And you can start it over and play again if you want. And I actually did that yeah. to try out some of the things, and things were better the second time I played it. But yeah, go ahead, Manny. Okay, so I was thinking like some of the things that just sort of sprung out to me. I was playing is uh, is I love the art style and a lot of like it's bright, it's vibrant. Yeah, uh, there's a it's sort of I like the character design too, and like sort of I like did. the armor design, the like the bears, the sort of monsters, the wolves. They all have sort of this unique flavor to them. Yeah, but that's one of the things I thought felt like Fable, especially, is that bright really? world, all the colors. I love having all the colors, but it was a very fantasy world, and it felt like kind of almost storybook fantasy, kind of like Fable did. But whatever. It, it is, it's still good. It's great art design. And the graphics seem on PC really dialed back <laughs> from what they could be. Like It, it felt like I was playing a, an older game that didn't push the system where it could. Are there any graphic settings in the demo? Because usually no. what I've seen... Well, yeah, there is, are. They're a little bit. They will like, They will be like, people play it safe on a PC demo. Yeah, and they played it safe here. There are yeah, some settings. Like, we want to make sure that this is most playable by everyone, so we're going to not really push... You know, you're going to get a medium quality yeah, yeah, demo. Yeah, we get it, we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure it makes That's sense. That's what it feels like they did, possibly. Uh, the other strong point was probably was the combat. I would say in the looting system, you said you liked how there was a there's no uh, weight limit. You just sort of have a set number yeah. of items and you sort of bounce off. Just collect crap. Yeah, yeah. And and the instant junk button was great too. Just go to a vendor and sell all this stuff all at once. Sell everything at once, and and they have like levels of loot, like um like a Diablo game or a whatever. You know, just they've got epic quality items and stuff. And yeah. but. You might find it, and it's only if you spec yourself mage that you can use it. So it, it, they really—they've uh, got equipment that's really customized <clears throat> for your your spec decisions that you get to make. Did you like? Um, it, we don't get much of a taste in the demo of the advanced abilities or anything. So what I found was the most fun was putting a few points into everything and going down the jack of all trades path, so I could do whatever I wanted during <laughs> combat and stuff. I don't know what you did. I wanted to go rogues just to try it out, just to see. So I pretty much put all my skills in there. That's what I did at first, and I did not have a good time. You know, I didn't really like that. I, I just, I don't, I don't think it's 
I think Mac likes that style, but it's just not particularly my my style. I think I had more fun just with a long sword. So eventually, well, I, I just yeah. Mm-hmm. So eventually, I just sort of respect into that one and just sort of switched all my abilities. I think what it is is that the rogue tree you don't get anything good till later. You yeah, eventually you start like really teleporting and leaving up. like poison trails behind you and like yeah. throwing throwing knives and daggers. I know the good thing is that game is built around the idea that respecking is easy and there's no there's not a huge penalty for it. So if you decide midway through that you know what I'm not having fun anymore, I want to be this high level assassin, you can do that. Hmm. Yeah, I will say though that the the my biggest problem with the demo is that the the dialogue and the cutscenes felt stiff. Yeah, they did. But I mean, I um, don't know what it, I've heard worse voice song. acting though. So that, I mean, it's not like terrible voice acting. Oh no, not at all. It's, I I think I don't know. I think maybe it's just the the blocking where they place the characters okay. and where they place the camera more than anything. I don't know what the secret sauce is that that uh, Bioware does because even like in Mass Effect One, I was more I was more enthralled by what was going on. They have, they have animations while they talk in the Bioware games, and here they didn't have much at all. Yeah, it was kind of just it was stiff, and I think that was like maybe the weakest part of the demo. I mean, I wouldn't say there's no story there. Eventually, I, I thought the story was really boring until the very end. What part? Well, did it get interesting? It's just a demo. Uh, go, go spoil. It well, did you get to the very end? Okay, so you don't remember who you are. Like you wake up, who am I? I don't know who I am. I've just come back to life. I'm the first guy back to life of all these experiments that have been failing to bring people back to life. So. <clears throat> Um, the Amalur world, the thing they've already announced for the MMO, is filled with a bunch of people who are immortal. And you're basically like the first one of those. So they've gone back way in the past, and they're exploring the per- story of the first person who became immortal. But you don't remember who you are. And the and the story, I guess, is figure out who you are and why are all these people coming to kill you. So that's fine. Um, but you know, it wasn't... You're just running around doing errands for people, the whole thing. It was just like there was really no story. I don't know who I am or anything. Going to run around. Oh, I should talk to this guy and find out I have no fate. Okay, yeah. Okay, I have no fate. I can do whatever I want. Big deal. And then at the very end, you finally meet someone who knows who you are, but they're not telling. And that actually gave it a twist that was interesting. It's like, oh, oh somebody who um, knows stuff, and now I need to find this person, catch them, and make them tell me. To be fair, though, I think a lot of story in the beginning of the game would have bogged it down because they need to basically teach you that you can be a mage, a warrior, and an assassin and sneak behind people and kill them and how to block and how to loot all within like the first hour. Yeah. And then you still have to build your character too. So I just – I don't know if it would have worked. So like, like maybe here's like my 40, problem with 30 this minutes game. of dialogue. Yeah. With the, with the dialogue that I experienced so far – and I think this is going to change as I get more into the game and unlock more combat options – the combat was not fun enough to have me want to play this game for 60 hours. All right. And so I need story to carry me through, right? I need more than just the combat. And I wasn't getting that from the demo. But what I did was by going back and playing again and trying different ways of doing combat, I realized there's really a lot more here that we're just not seeing. And -hmm. I'm thinking that will make a big difference because unless they really ramp up the story, the combat's going to be carrying you through this thing. And, you know, there's really good combat games out there, and some from Japan, some from the West, and, you know, this is no God of War as far as its combat goes from what I experienced yeah, so far. Yeah, I think everyone who call, who's been describing it as, like, uh, God of War meets Oblivion, they're doing the game a big disservice because you're walking in there thinking you're going to get a God of War game, and that's, it's not a God of War game. 
It's like they want you to level up into a badass, and in God of War, you start out as a badass. So yep, and you only get more badasser over the course mm-hmm. of the game. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I I, j- I just wouldn't say it felt like Fable because Fable felt like it had a very specific flow. It was uh, you know, do your magic spell to freeze time or something, and then you would whack whack whack, and then the guy was over there, you'd shoot shoot shoot, and that's all. And that's all it really ever was. And it feels like here you have a lot more options for what the kind oh. of fighter you want to be. But it wasn't really just the f- combat that felt like Fable to me. So, I mean, okay. it, the combat is definitely better than Fable's combat. I mean, but that's not hard to do, right? But what feels is, you know, it's you do some combat and then you run around and pick up some quests and then go do them and you lose focus after 40 hours of running side quests. And that's what I, the feeling I was starting to get from this demo. It's like, oh, look at all these side quests. I'm going to get distracted with these for a while. Okay, the resolution wasn't all that great of a payoff. Where the heck's the main story? I guess I should get back on that. I'll admit, though, I, I started to like it more when they said, you have 45 minutes to go into the world, do what you want. And then I started to walk around, and I met a guy who was responsible for like the massacre and the thing. And I just, you know what? I don't like you. I'm going to kill you. And then I, I met oh. some bandit people, and then I got involved in this plot with potion you know just all of a sudden like okay okay i can see where this source starting to go i can imagine this gets a lot better i went once i get into, into the, a, the, the fighters i went guild. into an elf only area or i guess they're fate only mm-hmm. and uh put in my lot to be to try to become a a noble in their court hmm. i didn't even get <laughs> to that point i yeah. i got to the fighters guild and i started doing some of that stuff I didn't even see the Fighters Guild. <laughs> <laughs> so there, I don't know. Maybe there's more to it than, than I thought at first. There's a I lot just felt like with Fable, I was being led by the nose at any given time. And here I felt a lot more open to kind of do what I want. I just wish the dialogue was a little bit less stiff. But I guess once you, like once you do get another character going, like for example, remember that Faye overlooking the town? Yes. But like Once you got her going, she was animated. She was lively. Unfortunately, all the gnomes that you met at first, they they just weren't that. Huh. And everyone yeah, has know. a weird Scottish accent for some strange reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I could deal with less running around long distances, killing random enemies to get to the next interesting thing. Because there was a lot of that going on. Hmm. You know, I'll be honest with you. After this, I'm a little I'm not sure what to make of it. I feel like I need to get I need to play the game more mm-hmm. and give it more of a chance to make a final decision. I, I w- I'm less sure of the game now than I was before, but I'm not ready to write it off. Yeah. I guess my ultimate conclusion from the demo was that this demo is not a good way to judge a game. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like if I could stop and save, I would have been much better by like, oh, I can't stop now. I need to keep on playing for 30 minutes to get that Mass Effect gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Hmm. Well, who knows? I'm Lur Reckoning. Out soon. I do, you know, M- Michael Cunningham has played a lot more of it than we have. Yeah, he's, he's got, so he's, positive he's like a, on he everyone who's apparently who's like that last big demo session, they sort of dropped you into like a mid twenties character and gave you like various character builds to play with. And everyone who came back from that experience had a lot of fun. They said, okay. "I went to this town. I fast traveled to this city. I did this and I did this. I I was like a battle. I was a uh, a ninja mage or something. And I I used chakrams. And I keep on hearing all these stories. Like, yeah, that sounds great. But 
that's not the beginning of the game, obviously. And I don't know. I'm I'm just really worried about this game starting to feel old at some point. And everyone's played really short pieces, so I've got no feedback from anyone who's actually played this for 50 hours to say that it keeps up being interesting. So that's kind of what I'm waiting for. Mm. Mm. Because that's kind of important when it comes to a role-playing game, right? (laughs) If you get tired of the combat, you don't want to play anymore on on an action RPG. Mm. I guess so. Okay, never mind. Well, I never really thought that Alundra had super awesome action fighting, but I played her for the story. So uh, there are reasons to play games and there are reasons to give up. And I don't think just one bad aspect is ever going to be like, well, this is why I'm not ever playing it. I mean, maybe the gameplay is a little boring. Maybe the story is really awesome. Maybe the story kind of sucks, but the gameplay is really fun. I mean, I can't just be like, well, by default, if the gameplay sucks, I'm not going to play it. I mean, well, there's also sucks versus basic. <clears throat> it can be basic and, you know, just be like, well, there's nothing exciting here, but I'm not bored to death. So, I don't know. It sounds like the combo system would be a lot of fun. It also sounds like some of those things were like, maybe I should just get more of a guide to tell me what the special combo moves are. Or maybe well, I'll figure it out. It's in the menu. Maybe. It's in the menu, all of them. Um, but oh, okay. I don't know if you have to discover them first or not because it was doling them out. Or I think you have to unlock a lot of them. Well, I can see one where, like, okay, now you've done, like, the XXY, now so next time you can do XXYB or, you know, whatever. I can no, see it, that. No, and it's not like that, though. It's, it's, all the combos are rhythm-based, so it's, like, long, short, 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 long, that sort of stuff. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I was just saying progression, like, you've unlocked this far, now you've opened the chance to learn these. Yeah. That kind of thing. And that gives you more of an experimentation. You actually, you actually do put points into skills, and it'll be like, this adds, uh a critical hit at the end of a normal combo or something like that. So mm-hmm. like it will actually give you additional combo moves That's because you're cool. specking into it. So Right. That's kind of cool. Um, I'm going to play it this week and uh, we'll see how it goes. Cool. That's all I played. Did you play anything else, Manny? Uh, no. Just going to about to wrap up Darksiders like the last half of the game. Cool. Still good? Boring, boring. Boring. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I don't know. I, everyone who said that game is a God of War clone, they heard that They heard that game because that is not a God of War clone. No. All right. That's the furthest thing from. <laughs> that brings us to John. Got anything for Hi. us? A uh, couple of things. Um, uh, if you remember during the post-show last week, I thought I had a strange transaction from Square Enix on my account, or I thought, hmm, they've unexpectedly charged me for Final Fantasy XIV or something, uh, where it actually turned out that my Final Fantasy XI account had been active since, well, it turned out I'd never actually cancelled it. Mm-hmm. I thought I cancelled it last July sometime. So I've actually spent quite a surprising amount of time playing that this week, actually. Getting to the point that he's like, stuff. why haven't you been on? And I'm like, because I wasn't playing 11 this week. <laughs> he, he picks the one week where I'm like, I think I'm going to play no, less. No, no, the only reason I grabbed you on 11 was I tried adding you on Skype last week, and then you never got back to me. 
All right, so I don't like to devolve into 11 talk anymore because people have made it quite clear they kind of done listening to us talk about that game. But I'm going to risk asking you, have they added anything interesting since you last played? Uh, well, they've raised the level cap again, twice. Okay. Is it easy to do that stuff to get the new level cap? Uh, first one, first cap increase, yes. Second cap increase, probably it's a little harder. Okay. <laughs> they've gone back to they've gone back to the old style of actually making these cap quests difficult. Ugh. All right, but it's not difficult in their usual. Well, go find this really rare thing, the rare drop, and the other four ones you want, and all this. They just made it another BCNM. Yeah, they yeah. just made it another fight. And at in least other words, you need solo. people to do it. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, not hard. Like that. Yeah, it is for me. We can zerg it now with me. Oh, okay. Because Sweet. I have... Uh, Problem is, defense. whenever I log on to play with you, you tell me, well, I'm busy doing VNMs. Leave me alone. <laughs> I only did VNMs once this week. <laughs> oh, just the once. Um, I, I'm, oh, not yeah, I did, I, I'm talking about the last night. Right. For an hour and a half was the only time I did VNMs all week. Well, good for you. All right. So, twice. was it fun, what you played, Quinn? Yeah, probably. Back, you back, um, or are you going to just cancel the subscription? No, I think I'm going to keep it going just for a little longer. Um, I don't know. I have this kind of strange thing with Eleven where I, I keep looking at it and it's like, yeah, there there are a lot of design problems with the game, but I just can't bring myself to hate it. Really. <laughs> um, I, 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 Otherwise, I've been slamming my Kerbals into the moon mm. in Kerbal Space what? Program. Oh, Kerbal, right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah. uh, in, in Kerbal Space Program, you are put in charge of these little green guys called Kerbals. Um, you're, you're, put, you're put in charge of that. I, I think the general idea in the, full, in the kind of more complete versions of the game, bearing in mind they're currently on version uh, 0.13.1 or something, is that you're kind of put in charge of their space program and... Um, they will happily wheel out anything that you build in the spore-like rocket creator to the launch pad and fire it off. And if it explodes, well, they'll just stick three more guys in there and keep going. Um, uh, there's been a lot of explosions and failed rocket prototypes. I think I may have, I think I may have outdone NASA on that one. Nice. Well, they try not to kill their astronauts. No, I, I, I do, although I do seem to recall NASA has blown up quite a few unmanned rockets before. And in oh, fact, yeah, I seem, at, at one point, I seem to recall even seeing a montage of, of NASA rocket explosions on one of the documentaries I remember reading about the Apollo landings, watching. Well, yeah, the first 11 weren't even manned, so we could crash those anywhere we wanted to. <laughs> yeah, or have them violently explode on the launch pad and stuff like that. Also cool, yes. Um, we only get I, upset I, when there's actually people in them when that happens. Yeah, I the uh, I, most of the time my my launch uh, my launch pad accidents. I mean, because you have to um, after you finished uh, building your rocket, you have to make sh- uh, the um, the creator has a has its own automated way of setting up the stages for your rocket. Um, but it's it, it it it's good, but it's not perfect. So there are a few times where you know, you'll accidentally fire your mid-stage while you're still on the launch pad. 
which will then detonate the fuel in the stage underneath it and cause the entire rocket to explode. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, there are a few times where you, you can explode violently on the launch pad and somehow still manage to salvage the crew module at the top, but that requires quite a bit of finesse. Um, but yeah, if, since at the moment, uh, version 13.1, is free, so if you feel like just building some rockets in, in a spore-like creator and trying to land on the moon, then, well, go do it. Because landing on the moon is hard. What do you get when you win? Nothing. There's no no no, vic, no victory or end scenario has been has been programmed. It's basically an entirely self-imposed challenge that's so do you really ever, difficult. Do you ever wonder if you just can't do it? Oh no no no! Landing on the moon is possible. Okay. As I came very my last attempt, I was using um, I've downloaded several community created uh, mod packs which have Wait, basically you're, additional you're parts. You're cheating? No 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 no. The um. The mod community is basically the basic game comes with a few stock parts to build rockets with, right? The community has basically spent their time building more parts. Um, quite a lot of them are knockoffs of like designed after various NASA, um, you know, various NASA bits and whatnot. So you can build your own mm. copy of the Saturn V or something. Um, but I was working with a pack which includes how to, uh, sort of basic space plane type, and I tried landing one on the on the moon, um, and I was actually doing really well. I got below 500 meters on descent. I was traveling less than five meters a second, and then about 350 meters off the surface, I suddenly panicked, switched the stabilizers off, and nudged the throttle up too high. Um, so. I kind of landed on the moon, um, but the impact with the ground smashed the landing gear off the craft I was using, broke the engine off, then <laughs> shattered the midsection, and then the little crew module basically rolled across the surface of the moon for about 200 meters, and then tipped onto its end and violently exploded. <laughs> so I kind of made it to the moon just, uh, uh, and then everyone died. Good job. That that was my best attempt. The other three moon attempts have basically all been uh, get get into moon orbit, slow down to moon orbit, and then slam into the moon because I didn't decelerate enough. You know, hit moon surface at 400 plus meters a second. It makes a big boom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, need to go slower. And yeah, I learned that lesson the hard way. All right, well, in the chat room, people have been playing The Old Republic, Corpse Party, Persona 3 Portable. Sorry, I'm having audio issues this whole show. Let me fix that. I need to... I'm going to fix those next week somehow, I think. I hope. Um, Persona 3 Portable, Sonic Adventure 2, Vesperia, Sonic Generations. So, that's, that's an idea of what people are playing right now. In other words, everyone's waiting, I guess, for something new. <laughs> No, it's been a while since we've had a good release. Or uh, any next release. Next is Amalur, isn't it? So. Well, unless you count the fortune thingy or summoners or whatever. Oh, fortune summoners? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. What do we got in our upcoming games? 
Not Final Fantasy thirteen two is January thirty first. That's next. After yeah. It just seems like before Amalur. Oh my god, there it is. What? What? <laughs> what what are you talking about? Someone has a picture of of the map that I've been looking for. What is this? Game? Is the show what over? Map? Did we end already? The Sorcerer's uh, no, Cave. We should, though. Oh, what okay. is the Sorcerer's Cave, Mike? The Sorcerer's Cave is the board game I have been looking for for oh, there years. You go. The Sorcerer's Cave. I, have, I finally win. found on Google Images. It was a picture of the opening tile. And finally, it was made in Congrats. 1978. Whew. All right. Well, everybody, go pre-order <laughs> your Amalur Reckoning. <laughs> Find the Sorcerer's Cave or other childhood ga- board games. And I don't know. Right into us. Podcast at rpgamer.com. Board.rpgamer.com to go to our forums. In the latest updates section, you can find the show thread. 608-729-4098. And uh, you can also send us a MP3 segment to podcastrpgamer.com like a good old Zoltan does. Um, with that, I think we're going to sign out for this week, and we'll see you next week as we get closer and closer to Final Fantasy 13 2. And uh, maybe we'll try that demo for next week. Um, oh, I should try that then, too. Yeah. Until then, I guess we're going to sign off. Goodbye, everybody. I'm sorry the show was so long. You wasted your life with us. (laughs) Thank you for listening. (laughs) Bye.